what happened is the United States and European Union mobilized this virulent nationalist group out of Lvov in Western Ukraine, among whom were these neo-Nazis who worshiped Stepan Bandera and the, Band, uh, the Banderista movement, uh, which was a pro-Nazi Ukrainian national movement carried out a resistance in that area for decades. Um, these guys came in and took over Maidan, violently overthrew the, the, the legitimate president of Ukraine, and then imposed themselves through force of violence into the Ukrainian body politic. To give you an example of how powerful they are, when Poroshenko, who was the president before Zelensky, uh, negotiated the Minsk Accords in 2015, 2014, 2015, you know, he agreed that all they had to do is give a special autonomous situation to their status to the Donetsk and Lugansk, and they would stay part of Ukraine. He agreed with Germany and France. Then he came back, and the neo-Nazis said, you try and implement that, we'll kill you. Americans get upset with a bunch of rioters taking the capital and then leaving the same day. I get upset about it. I'm not happy about it. But the, it ain't an insurrection. An insurrection is what happened in Ukraine. It's happening every day. Zelensky was told. He was elected to be the president who brought peace. If you remember, Zelensky toured the front line because they were supposed to disarm. And he went up to the Azov battalion and he said, disarm. And they laughed at him, kicked him out. He said, I'm the president of Ukraine. They said, shut up. We'll slap you. He had to leave. And he was told, if you sign Minsk, we will hang you by the neck until dead. That's the control these people have. And they've done it in the military. They, you know, these people should have been disbanded, arrested, shot. Instead, the military absorbed them and then promoted their officers throughout the ranks so that there's neo-Nazis everywhere. And the biggest embarrassment of all is when British, American, and Canadian troops go to Ukraine to train that military and NATO tactics, NATO equipment. The photographs show that they're training the Azov Battalion because those were the first units the Ukrainian military brought forward for training. We trained Nazis. Welcome to The Daily Wrap-Up, a concise show dedicated to bringing you the most relevant, independent news as we see it from the last 24 hours. Monday, March 13, 2022. Thank you for joining me today. It's going to be a Ukraine focus. I actually had about double the show planned today and had to kick off all the COVID stuff. Otherwise, it's been about six hours today. Can't, can't have that. But it's going to be an important show because of a lot of really important topics that have been revealed. Things that, by the way, we've already talked about in, in regard to the, the extremists coming from Syria and going into Ukraine to fight on the Ukrainian side. I mean, this was, this was discussed in, in some Western press a weeks ago until they started trying to argue it was the reverse and framing it as the Russian side using the extremists. And I haven't really seen any evidence of that. I wouldn't surprise me at all, seeing as how Russia has been immersed in Syria this whole time. But it's interesting how it becomes the... That's happening. No, no, they're doing it. And, and it keeps happening back and forth. And in most cases, we get evidence from one side. Now, I'll let you do your due diligence, as always, to come to your own conclusions about what we're seeing. But what we're talking about today in regard to Al-Qaeda specifically, or rather specifically Hyatt Tir al-Sham in, in Ukraine fighting with the Ukrainian government, 
the Ukrainian military. I think we need to start asking questions about the kind of things that, that Whitney and I were discussing before this ever started. Remember when they brought up, I mean, the idea, first of all, the idea of Al-Qaeda or anything there in, in the ballpark of that going to fight alongside or, you know, the narrative being alongside white supremacists or Ukrainians or whatever you want to frame it as. You might think that's ridiculous because it is ridiculous. It's outrageously, clownishly, clown shoe ridiculous, as I like to say. It is that ridiculous. Now, it doesn't mean it's not happening, though. It's very clearly something going on there. But it brings us back to the conversation about, for instance, when they brought up the term vanilla ISIS. We laughed out loud because it's that stupid. It's counterintuitive. But what we need to start beginning, again, thinking further into is what really were these people? There were definitely people of like actual religious extremists that believed in what they were being taught and believed in what they were trying to do and, and so on. And doesn't mean that they weren't radicalized and driven to do so by people that maybe didn't believe it at all. Or whether or not they did, being driven to do that by people like the U.S. government, groups like the U.S. government. We've seen this has been verified for those that are balking at something like that. But now we need to ask about whether those people, as maybe Saudi Arabia admitted, were tools that were being used that they sort of lost control of. But what are being brought over now? Are those people the religious extremists that fight for a certain cause, or are they the tools that were created that are being moved under a guise? Or rather, I wouldn't even say under a guise of Hyatt Cheryl Shaw because they don't want you seeing that, I would argue. But that's how we're taking it because of how we were, how their converse, the conversation has been had around this entity. Now, in the same point in regard to Ukraine. Now, believe me, I've been covering this the entire time. And long before this started, these people are radicals extremists. What they're doing over there is easy to show from Western press right up until this started, which is that, which is how embarrassingly stupid they've become. That the, I mean, I'll show you as we go through this today. They're calling them white supremacists, calling them Nazis, calling them terrorists. And then right when this starts, stand with Ukraine, you're a fake news. It's, it's really stupid. But it needs to make you question, is that really what it is? Or is it another psychological operation being driven by CIA outlets or CIA manipulators like we've already talked about? Planning an insurgency since 2015 on the record. How can it be an insurgency before he invades the country? Yeah, think about that. There's a lot of that kind of discussion. They were framing this as a revolution before this even started. Yet what was actually happening was them trying to force the Donbass region back into Ukraine. How is that a revolution? Well, weirdly, it became one, didn't it? This is being driven into action. So when we recognize that's the case, and we recognize the fingerprints of the CIA and the State Department and what they've done in the past, we should be asking whether this meeting of the minds, the the you know shared values, as Austin put it, around what we were talking in regard, he's pointing at the Azov Battalion or specifically the military when he says that, whether or not that's actually what these groups are, because now they are working together, whatever that ultimately means. Now, you could argue that maybe they're being compartmentalized. I mean, there's definitely ways you could look at this, but I believe there's something much larger happening here. And this leads right up until what, right up to what we were talking about. The very creation of Syria 2.0, Al-Qaeda 2.0, becoming the very enemy that they're going to be laying at the feet of the people they've been trying to frame this entire time. The Republican, right-leaning, white supremacist, extremist, Nazi, neo-Nazi, everything they've been laying at the feet of these people. The convoys. I mean, it's just been ridiculous. January 6th, and we even they recognize how ridiculous it is. But now we're beginning to see the real thing materializing, and we weren't supposed to even try to jam these things together. So I, we, as we go through this today, recognize that there's an agenda behind all of this. And it doesn't mean everything is what it looks like through the window, right? We need to start asking questions, even about what we think we understand here, because it doesn't seem to add up on the surface, and it never usually doesn't. 
But the thing you watched there in the beginning was was Ritter, who we we've uh, discussed in the past. He's doing he does great work in foreign policy. Now I don't necessarily see eye to eye on everything that he thinks, but at the end of the day, what he said there is verifiable. And it's really that embarrassing that we can point to how it's obvious this happened this way and that these people are what we say they are. And yet we're in this fervor of, of you know, altrui- fake altruism and banners on your Twitter account saying, oh, look at, you know, th- this little icon with the with the blue and yellow and we stand by Ukraine. And they have no idea what they're actually talking about. I mean, it, it's I, neither side of the paradigm, I think, actually does. So today we're going to go through specifically that discussion in regard to who these people are, but not in the context we have before, because in in regard to how it's being used throughout the propaganda today and not being addressed. We're going to talk about a lot of the big claims being made, the the maternity hospital and all these different things, and we're going to get to the bottom of it. And you're going to see, as we always do, we're going to go to the facts and what we can prove and show you how that's not what the mainstream press is doing, the Western corporate press is doing, even remotely. Because all they need is a governor in Ukraine, apparently, to say something. And every Western outlet reports it as fact. Somewhere in there buried, Ukraine government says, or government governor says, or even Ukraine government, or Ukrainian or Zelensky says. And it doesn't matter. There's no due diligence whatsoever. Now, that doesn't mean it's fake, but it certainly doesn't mean it's true. And it's the same kind of thing we see with everything else we talk about, whether COVID or whatever else. It's true because they want it to be true. Therefore, if it says it is true, but if it's something they say is fake, well, it's fake. Excuse me, as I bump my notes around, if it's fake, it's fake no matter what, even if there's evidence presented. This is just choice. It's narrative. It's politics. And we know this. But this is, oh, and well, the one other thing I was going to get into so you guys can stay tuned. I'm hoping to go through this quicker than usual. I keep saying, I am trying to do better at the, the distance or the timing. I know a lot of you like the long ones, but it's better for reach. The biolab discussion. We're going to get to that as well, and some other really important conversations around what's actually happening in the breaking news conversations. Whether there was a journalist that was just killed, whether there were foreign mercenaries that were killed in these locations that Russia's talking about, talking about in comparison to this conversation, and of course to start with the actual claim of Al Qaeda being in Ukraine. Before we get to that. Wanted to give a quick shout out to this tweet in general so you guys can watch it for yourselves. Of course, oh, it's being retweeted by the Russian embassy. Therefore, it must be fake news, right? This is the way these things are dressed. That's If you're out there dismissing anything because of what you were told it's supposed to be or because you think, oh, it came from that. Therefore, it is something you are being a child. You are absolutely 100% being t- you're a trained animal. You are responding to the bell. That's what you're doing. Now, it doesn't mean that it's true. You should look at it through a lens of skepticism like anything else coming from any government or anybody, for that matter, because that's the reality of the world. People go, I don't want to live like that. Well, too bad. You're in the world that is like that. So either you can address it or you can put your head back in the sand. To blindly take at face value one side of a narrative from government, from media, whatever, with no due diligence and vice versa to dismiss one side of a narrative with also no due due diligence is absolutely absurd. And you've been trained to do that. Now, if that makes you upset that I'm calling you a trained animal, well, it should, because that's what you're being. And you should recognize that it's critical thinking and discernment that will guide you past being a responsive animal to what they want you to do. I often talk about the cat toy analogy. That's what media does. We're talking about this over here, and they dangle the new sparkly cat toy and wonder, oh, we start batting at that one. Look at this thing. Oh, that's fake. Here's what they did wrong there. I do that. We all do that. It's almost impossible not to be driven into the conversation that the main pre- the western corporate press is pointing at 
I'm being, doing my best to keep, I mean, look, there's a lot to talk about in Ukraine, but I'm not going to stop talking about COVID-19 because somewhere deep in my mind, I'm going, are, am I, am I being driven to cover Ukraine? Is it, is it all completely, in a, we have to ask these questions. Nonetheless, here we are doing an entire show on Ukraine, right? We just have to be able to recognize how this works. The first truth to be trained by the U.S. and British soldiers were the neo-Nazi Azov Battalion, which, as he said, and as I've been telling you from the very beginning, this is not somebody in the chat saying, what did Ritter get wrong? Nothing. I didn't say he got anything wrong. Didn't even say that. I said there were other things he said that I don't agree with in the past, but jumping to conclusions is what we do today, right? And that's not what we should be doing. Neo-Nazi Azov Battalion is what we've been telling you from the very beginning. It's not just the battalion, right? As he said, from the very beginning, it was proliferated throughout the entire government, the military, the National Guard, the police forces, the, the interior of the ministry is what created the Azov Battalion to begin with back in 2014, or rather, as he points out, b- before it all started. But why is it fake news? Because we're not supposed to talk about it. Simply not. Now, here is what I would recommend people check out, as always, number one. Ukraine and the new Al-Qaeda. Whitney knocked this out of the park and goes over the CIA connection to this from the very beginning, discusses things that I've gone in depth on after this article, using this as the source in regard to foreign policy, or excuse me, it was uh, foreign, looking for the, oh, right here, foreign affairs, the article, and this is the one you should read. I'm not going to go into it today, but the coming Ukrainian insurgency. This is written by a CIA guy who knows this stuff. If I misunderstood the conversation in the chat, I apologize. The point was the same nonetheless, that we do, all of us, including myself, jump to conclusions. We just, as long as we're aware of that being a possibility, that we just reflect on it, right? We all make mistakes from time to time. And as I'm saying that out loud, I believe there was some things I was supposed to address, but I got, there's a lot that's happened over the last couple of days. On a quick side note, went to the health summit in Nashville, got to see Dr. Peter McCullough speak. Outstanding, outstanding. Got Brian Hooker the CDC whistleblower that, he, you know, he's kind of in the background with this conversation, but he was back with the Vax documentary. Now, I don't want to get too far off the point, but I believe there was a couple of things that I was supposed to address. One of which I believe was, oh, that was right. The term ambulatory. I, I, I just, one of those things, you know, never, I've never even seen that word before we got into this. And I just made an assumption. There's a good, look at that connection. It's meant to be. My, it was my assumption that it had something to do with what it looked like. And apparently the word ambulatory is just something in regard to people walking or, or action or movement, which makes it all the more relevant for those that go back and watch that show. The point is we are all fallible. I can make mistakes like anybody, you know, people. And, and the reality being is that it's all about how you address them and circle back and deal with them and address them. Now, there was one other thing. If I forgot what it was, somebody out there let me know. I, I always do my best to try to correct anything, even the small stuff that I get wrong. But the coming and creating insurgency is so important because it shows you the timing of all of this to get back to the point. The timing of how they knew this was coming. They were building this insurgency the entire time. And all this time from 2014 to now, you know, who's been being hurt, attacked, bombed, threatened, ethnically cleansed? The Donbass people, people of the Donetsk and Luhansk regions. They have been, and it's verifiable, guys. It's sort of how they pretend it's not happening in Palestine, or it's not happening in Yemen, or it's not happening in Iran, or it's not happening anywhere else. They're openly attacking and starving and threatening and killing people that they say are for a good cause. But we're lying with this one, though, right? (laughs) It's incredible. But please read this article because she does a great job, and the continuity of all shows you what they're really doing and how they're going to blame it on, in my opinion, and what Whitney and I talked about, the Russian imperial movement. 
They've already designated them as terrorists, even though there's a really foggy connection to what the one thing they claimed that happened and the group that they did, were they working with, there's more connection with, was not included. Or the Azov Battalion, which we know, not included. None of these people are included except the one they want you to think is the problem. And they're already trying to lay the groundwork between that group and the Rise Above movement. Right? This is the movement from Charlottesville. We've heard about this. We all know the bad guys and the Republicans and the Charlottesville and all this stuff, right? Well, maybe you didn't know. Watch my previous shows. That's a direct arm of the Azov Battalion. It's not hard to find out, guys. The Rise Above movement that they tried to lay at the feet of Trump and the Republicans in Charlottesville, that is a direct arm of the Azov Battalion in the Ukraine government. It's a fact. They've had meetings with them. It's on the record. I went, in, I went over that twice in two different shows. It's on the record. It's not hard to find. So how in the world can we pretend that the Rise Above movement is the rising white supremacist problem in this country when we know, as a matter of fact, on paper, that it's tied directly to the group the U.S. government and the CIA built in Ukraine? Explain that to me. The problem is that you people won't address this until the quasi-independents maybe talk about it for you know, months later when they're allowed to, right? That's the kind of stuff, that, this kind of stuff even right now that we've been talking about for months is just barely dripping out in the kind of quasi-independents out there. And that's frustrating because it should have already gone everywhere, but that's how controlled the media is, even in the independent circles. Here's the ones we've covered from the past. Hype, lies, and psyops. This is from February 17th, how the false flag Ukraine narrative was bungled right in the beginning. Realize, guys, they, haven't, they hadn't even pushed into Ukraine yet. And this goes over all of it. It goes over the 2014 regime change. It goes over the Crimea situation. It goes over the reality. Here's February 22nd, still before it happened. You are being played with the Ukraine narrative. Finally, this was the one of the last ones I did. These are all the ones that have a lot of focus. Oh, shoot, please do not crash on me. Okay, good. These are all focusing or have a focus on the Azov Battalion, specifically the white supremacist nature of the entities within this government. And this one's from March 7th. The U.S. government and the corporate media desperately attempt to rewrite history to hide the truth about Ukraine, which is all coming out. I mean, it's just despite the aggressive nature of the people on social media that want to shout you down for being, you know, it's always like that. Where are they when it comes out, right? Where where are the people that were screaming that masks were working or that the shots were hurting people, right? They're all running and screaming from that narrative, even though inside they still pretend that they were right because they're propagandized. It's like being in a cult. Now, here's the picture I was talking about. This was something Angela shared with me, and I actually went out and on a show specifically, it was probably one of the ones I just had up, where I break down each one of these. I find each headline and I show it to you. The point simply is this. This is how it was being presented right before this started. Some of these were right before. I mean, like months before this all kicked off. And understand this has been going on since well before 2014, to be quite honest. But that was a real big moment when it really kicked into gear and the Donbass people began to be really affected. But for those not on the podcast, you can see it. But for the podcast, it's simply the headlines we've already discussed. All of this, by the way, before most of it before 2022 but a few of them just before February 2022. Welcome to Ukraine, the most corrupt nation in Europe. That's the Guardian. Vox, a Ukrainian comedian turned president, is embroiled in Trump's impeachment mess. Secret court documents expose state looting in Ukraine. Yeah, that guy, that's Zelensky, your big hero. Ukrainian President Zelensky deepens alliance with the far right. These are the same people right now calling him a hero, a, a leading shining beacon of democracy. How can he be both? IMF ranks Ukraine as Europe's poorest country. That's after they've been looting and that's been verified. Hate crimes against LGBT people in Ukraine, right? That's even being exposed during all of this as they're trying to flee and they try to frame it as being afraid of Russians. But when you read the article, they're afraid of being attacked in Ukraine because 
That's how it works for them in this country. So explain for me how exactly we're fighting a war, you know, like in this country, all the battles they claim we're fighting politically. And yet you're siding with people that don't care about any of that except bad guy Russia. In fact, they think exactly the opposite of you. It's just it's infuriating. Ukraine's neo-Nazi problem, Reuters writes. This was this was on uh, this was looks like 2018. Ukraine's deadly profession. Three journalists attacked. Guys, this was these are journalists. The Atlantic Council wrote this article. These are journalists from Reuters in different locations openly discussing how the Ukrainian government was attacking, assassinating them. And this was the U.S. controlled government. Just think about how ridiculous that is. And here we are now where that's all fake news. Well, here's what's going on on the ground. And we've already had this reported before this. This is not, this is an easy, this has been shown in many ways already, including from the Western press until they had to realize they were changing the narrative, apparently. And it was Russia doing it though. Oops. March 8th, 450 Arab and foreign extremists from Idlib arrive in Ukraine. Almost 450 extremists from various nationalities arrived to Idlib to fight against Russian troops after leaving Syria and passing through Turkey. Not a surprise because this is exactly how this has been going. From, from Libya to Syria with Turkey's assistance and the same thing happening now. And this was already openly discussed. In fact, if you remember the article, this discussion right here, they talk about it exactly. Well, I'll just, I, I wasn't planning on going through this today, but if you want to go through here, I forget where it was in the article, but bottom line was they're basically saying in this article, and this is the CIA guy, February 25th, that this is exactly what's going to happen, that they've learned, and this is how they, they know how to make this work, and this, they talk about exactly this, and plenty of other discussions they've had about this. Sources confirm that most of the foreign extremists that left Syria for Ukraine are Hayat Tir al-Sham, veteran fighters. Hayat Tir al-Sham was just simply the rebranded version of al-Qaeda, al-Nusra. Bad people, the very same people that are on very easily, verifiably the ones that were cutting off people's children's heads using human shields. Exactly what we've already reported on. Exactly what plenty of people on the ground have already said is happening. Why would they, how dare you suggest they would do it again, right? What a fake news conspiracy theorist. All they keep doing is go, no, Russia's doing that. Okay, certainly possible. I'd love to see the evidence though. On the reverse, we have pictures. We've got video. Could it be faked? Yes. But ask yourself why you would take the word of the U.S. government about what Russia is doing, or rather specifically the word of the Ukrainian government that the U.S. government tells you about, or rather tells the media and they tell you about, with nothing to back it up. But when we show you video and evidence of it happening, you go, probably fake. That's probably fake news from Russia. Well, sure, it could be. But can you not realize how ridiculous you're being by ignoring evidence and taking the side of no evidence? As both are possible. It's just incredible how this is getting framed today. Now, it says the sources added that most of these foreign fighters are veterans of the Syrian war, rather the illegal invasion and occupation and, and, and fighting. I mean, it's, it's not even it's obviously a war, but we have to frame this as the right thing. It's definitely not a civil war, despite that they were people radicalized from within to used against them. This was an invasion and occupation. They had been causing issues in Idlib and were given this opportunity this reporter's pointing out, to fight against Russia as a compromise by which they would receive a new start and with an acceptable income. Hayat al-Sham also gave these fighters assurances that their families would be allowed to join them later. Ukraine's President Zelensky has previously stated that 16,000 foreign mercenaries will fight for the country. Now, I'm sure there are people, you know, I don't know, I don't know if I'm saying I'm sure, but I'd like to believe there's new people out there that are 
not sure if we're telling the truth, but are just testing the waters. And some of them going, that's fake news. It must be. Well, here's an, this is, oh, that wasn't, uh, put this ahead of it. Here is the claim, right? Same point, that 16,000 foreign mercenaries were fighting for the country. Well, if you believe mainstream Western press, well, there you go. Zelensky says first foreign fighters are now in Ukraine. Okay. Now, yes, you're not going to. They're not going to say these are terrorists. These are serious terrorists and Al Qaeda. These are Italy. they're going to frame those freedom fighters like they do about any other discussion. So too with the other governments doing this in reverse. The point, nonetheless, is that this story was fake news right up until it was on the Western press. Now, why does that even make sense to people out there? You guys in the chat, you guys, we all agree that's ridiculous. But for somebody out there that was just convinced only because they saw it on a headline from the Hill, to reflect on that. There's no evidence to it. It's a headline. It's interesting that that's all it takes for a lot of people. But the bottom line is it is happening, not just because the Hill says it, but because it is. And that there are foreign fighters being moved into Ukraine, just like the U.S. government's been caught doing that between Iraq and Afghanistan and Syria, ISIS fighters and everybody else, shuttling them all around. It's easy to prove unless you're blinded by partisan propaganda. So there are foreign fighters in Ukraine. And this is even this was on the 3rd of March. This has been admitted. And you can read this for yourself. The bottom line is they're coming from Syria. And if you believe for one second that these aren't the very same people that they funded and armed and used, the moderate rebels that we know are not even remotely moderate, if you don't believe, if you don't, if you don't consider that that's possible, something to reflect on, because this is what they do. So now that if we have Al-Qaeda fighting alongside the Ukrainian government, and we know that the Ukrainian government is being run at least ostensibly by what they are claiming are white supremacists or what they were before this started, at the very least, they're openly extremist and they're openly trying to ethnically cleanse the people in Donbass. To be clear, I do believe that's what at least they embody and they were the, the, the mass is sort of like the ISIS conversation. Are there some of them at the top that are not really believing what they're teaching and propagandizing? Sure. Same thing probably here. But nonetheless, there are people all around them that embody these very dangerous ideologies. And they're trying to build that so they can lay it at the feet of the threat they're building here, claiming is happening here. Same thing. So now that we see that, ask yourself how it makes sense for you, if an American or Britain or anybody, to write, I stand with Ukraine. That means you stand with extremists from Syria and white supremacists from Ukraine. That's what that means. Now, if you're running from that, it's going to catch up with you because it's going to come back because they need this to come back. But right now, if people like Ritter and plenty of other people with pretty reasonably high profiles are spitting this out across the media or kernels on Fox News, it's there. They know it. We know it. And this is going to shift in some way. So right now you've got the if this is this is I mean, like we said, Syria 2.0, the same CIA, the same manipulation, the same players. It's already happening. Jesse Zerowell is where I first saw this, in fact, as he writes, Azov and ISIS, now united in standing with Ukraine, because evil loves evil impartially. Now, I wanted to grab, actually, what I, why I thought about this, let me see if I can grab it with just his name. Yep, beautiful, look at that. Just a quick reminder that this is what he said. This is on October 19th, 2021 where he says, I want to commend Ukraine's brave men and women in uniform who continue to stand up to defend our shared values and our core democratic principles. So obviously he's pretending that their 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 democracy, which is meaningless at this point anyway, or pretending that they're the same. I doubt he's openly saying we share the values of the white supremacists that we're hiding from you, but that's what's being stated. As we know, as a matter of fact, 
that that's what's actually happening. So just recognize how ridiculous that is. Shared values with jihadists and, and you know, the ones they're creating. Exactly. Now, on top of that, we have a lot of other evidence that's saying, yeah, yes, this is coming from the Russian embassy, UK. Certainly should be questioned through a lens of skepticism like anything coming from any government. But again, same point. My showing you this is not to say, here's what's true and counter to the U.S. My point in showing you this is saying, here's a side of the story that you're not being allowed to see, that you should question and could be fake. If you're not thinking about that, about the U.S. statements, then you're being ridiculous as they routinely get caught. And we'll go into next how the Ukrainian government, more than any part in this entire discussion in a very short period of time, has put out some outrageously fake propaganda. I mean, like willfully, easily debunkable kind of stuff. And I'm not seeing that on the other side. I'm just not. I'm not saying they're not faking stuff. I'm actually going to go through some of the stuff that it looks like they did fake from the Russian side too. But it's amazing that we're ignoring all of one side of this. Now, this is a, a, a picture you've already seen. We, we've shown you this before. This is the same guy, right? And you can, this is, it is definitely the same person. And, and here are the images of the, of the bombs down here we're going to talk about. But the Nazi part of this is the important part that this is not secret. This is very clear. As much as they want to run from this and pretend like, oh, these are, these are uh, photoshopped or whatever, which certainly could be, except the fact that it's not a secret. And, the, and we even the Western press would report that they are this right up until this started. So it's just insulting to your intelligence that it was real a moment ago because they didn't want to, they weren't standing with Ukraine. And now it's happening. It's all fake news. It's just dumb. But there's a lot of this circulating. We've proven this to you. But the point is simply this, that this is one of the people that you can verify for yourself on the, with the Azov Battalion, and you can see the Ukrainian colors on his arm, and what it says on the bombs he's pointing to, all the best for the kids. Now, these, these are, check it with people that speak Ukrainian and Russian. It should bother you that that's what it says. Now, sure, maybe he got them, and they're their bombs, not ours, except for the language tie-up, but the point is simply that these are the kind of people we're talking about. Now, even if you want to pretend that's fake, or they changed it, doesn't change the fact that we do know that's who they are. They're openly white supremacists and they're openly ethnically cleansing the Donbass region. That's what they say they want to do. So if all you're doing is listening to the CIA talking points and what the Western press tells you, it's ridiculous. How are those WMDs going in Iraq, right? How about the babies in the incubators, cold floors in Iraq? What about that, right? Oh yeah, we trust them though this time. And then this person falls off and says, you're posting old images and talking about being guided by facts. Well, good for them. They did their due diligence for the first time, except they don't do any of that due diligence on the other side of the argument. And I'll show you that. But guess what they did by accident? Verified this is real because you can look it up for yourself. And it is, in fact, exactly what they're saying it is. And they follow up by saying, we never said that's a fresh photo. We're simply demonstrating who these people are. These are the Azov Italian people and what they write and what they're doing in this area for since 2014. No comment after that. Oops, right? All you really did was verify that, yes, it is from 2016, and you are showing that that's what they were doing for the children in Donbass, because we're fighting for freedom, right? The point is, is one, it's they verified that it actually is real, but on top of that, these, is, is Bernie Lomax doing that reverse image search to everything that the U.S. government says about the Ukraines? No, they're not. 
It's not happening. Everybody on, and this goes for both sides of the paradigm, only looking at what they want to fat. They don't care if it aligns with what they think. It's true. That's what the two party paradigm does to people. Now here, I'm just going to include this because I'm not one for the, the emotionally clipped song and, and video, you know, just because I, whether or not, even when it is real, it's be, it's intended to be emotionally manipulative. But here's a video you can watch for yourself. Yes, it was put out by the Russian embassy, and you should question it. But it's showing images of the Donbass region and what's been happening to them. Now, even if this video is fake, this has been happening, and it's been verified by plenty of other independent sources for years now. Tens of thousands of people have been hurt. And I'm going to prove to you yet again today that these people are real on the ground and telling you what they're seeing. We're watching the Ukrainian military shell our city, and they're blaming it on the Russians. It's happening. But you can watch this for yourself, and it's very sad. There are there are some pretty graphic stuff, pictures in here, people dealing with their children and people dying. I mean, this stuff, this is happening. You can watch for yourself. It's pretty rough. Oh, shoot. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry, guys. That was not my intention. Apologize for the, that's my apologies. And for those that just saw that, it was graphic, and I didn't intend, that's why I wasn't going to play it all the way through. Um, here, let me do this real quick. I really do apologize, especially if there's children watching. That was not my intention. It, the video froze. Of course it did. Well, anyway, here, I just, this was the last part I wanted to show. I was making sure I wasn't going to show something else again there. Okay. So on, this was the part I really wanted to get it, get to after that. So the video you can watch and, you know, and it's, the point is nonetheless, I, the, none of that stuff is being shown to be false. It's just being dismissed because Russia put it out and that's stupid. These are real intercepted calls that they're, that they're posting. That's what they're claiming. This is coming from Tommy boy, uh, responding to this. And this has been discussed. I've seen this in a lot of outlets from the Russian kind of side of this. Russian soldiers in Ukraine call their close ones back in Russia to tell how it's going so far. It says looting, war crimes included. Please share. The world must know the truth of what they're doing to homes and people. So here is a, a report of people claiming these are basically Russian soldiers looting in Ukraine, right? But again, the point is that we should be able to look at this through a lens of skepticism. Because this is this this one's been seen 1.4 million times. Oops, dang it! Sorry about that. But the other discussion, the one right above it, far, far, far less. Now you can't prove any of this, right? This is just audio and subtitles. I can't even prove that it's actually. I mean, I I would. There are people speaking this language that I'm sure could confirm that it probably does say what they're saying. I would. That would be ridiculous if it didn't. But my point is simply this. It's frustrating that one thing is taken at face value while the others are dismissed. Could it be true? Of course it could. Are we going to pretend like soldiers don't loot in war? Probably every single place I've ever seen a war take a war in general. But I'm just simply highlighting how we are choosing one and not the other. As much as they're going to try to frame us as being one side, it's just that clear that that's obviously what one side is doing. Or rather, I would say both in the part the paradigm. Now, here's Biden telling us that loosening environmental regulations won't lower prices. But transforming our economy to, of course, do the Great Reset, run electric vehicles powered by clean energy, will mean that no one will have to worry about gas prices. That's so stupidly incorrect. Nonetheless, I'm not, it doesn't have to be gas prices. The point, nonetheless, is this is just an illusion about we're going to get rid of this thing we've artificially increased doing our actions while blaming it on Putin. But this is just, do Americans want this transition? Do we want to be forced into a certain direction? You see what I mean? Like, this is not about choice anymore. It's all under the guise of some ongoing forever emergency, climate this, war, COVID, where we're just going to jam in everything we tell you to do because we know better. That's where we are, and we all know it. 
But he goes on, it will mean tyrants like Putin won't be able to use fossil fuels as a weapon. I mean, God, we might, I mean, I can't believe for a second that even the people that are on the I stand with Ukraine side can't laugh about that. They're the very side of this that were seconds ago pointing out the, the wars of Iraq and the wars of, of aggression for fossil fuels, for resources. How, yes, the, the Obamas and the Trumps and the Bushes and all before this and Biden used the, the idea of oil and everything else as a weapon and invade countries to, as, at least in part, to seize these resources. But Putin's using them as a weapon? I mean, probably. I go guarantee it. That's how these how governments work. But it's embarrassing to it's like the it's like the most prolific murderer on the planet pointing at somebody who's killing people and saying you're a murderer. And it's like, well, probably and yes, but at the same time, how embarrassing that you think it's it's fair for you to stand there and cast judgment. The bottom line is. Biden in his administration has already used fossil fuels as a weapon infinitely more times than I've probably ever seen happen from Russia's side of this. Now, it doesn't mean, I, that again, probably happening all over the place. The point, nonetheless, is that just from his presidency so far, Syria, Iraq, they're obviously using these things. They're stealing oil from Syria right now. It's just embarrassing that we pretend, oh, we're going to work, investigate war crimes in Russia. Just shut up about it, guys. You guys are the largest war criminals on the planet. Should we be investigating governments for war crimes? All of them. If something's happening in, in Ukraine right now and you and you have evidence for it, then investigate him. Not just because the government of the U.S. says he should be because we think he's doing things or Zelensky screams about it. That's ridiculous. Especially because they're guilty 10 times over. And here's what they're saying about it. And it's really embarrassing, guys. I mean, especially when Pelosi tries to mumble her way through it. They don't, I don't even think she understands what she's saying. It's really embarrassing. And I'm not being mean. I'm embarrassed that these are the kind of people that, I mean, the world looks at these people and laughs. I mean, to that point, by the way, which I hope I didn't need to explain in the beginning, obviously the joke in the title is that they're blaming everything on Putin. Not that somehow Putin secretly caused Biden's senility. Like the, re the funny part of that is how much you want to bet the mindless followers of the Western press will think I'm being serious about that claim because that's what they do. They read it and they take it at face value. It should be a joke. Obviously the internet killed sarcasm as I wrote in Discord before we started. The point is simply that everything everywhere is by is Putin's fault right now, apparently, regardless of any facts, evidence, anything. So watch this. This is just, I mean, it is really embarrassing. I want to start actually with 15, with one part, and we'll come back to it. There's a, there's a few good parts in here. Hold on. There we go. God, she's just bad. I mean, it just it's like her or Maxine Waters. I mean, there's I mean, there's there's plenty of counterparts on both sides of the paradigm. It's just they're they're just ridiculous. People are 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 senile in my opinion, or having problems. And we also have to remember all of the medications they take, like like all sorts of Alzheimer's medications and things. I mean, a lot, and we're not even allowed to know who's taking them. Think about how ridiculous that is. There's a there's a pharmacist in the White House, and we've talked about this in past shows. And somehow it got leaked out that there's a shocking amount of people who are, I mean, they're all, they're all mostly pretty old and they're taking drugs to stop them from having, I mean, and they're making big major political decisions for us. That's scary. We're proud of all of it, but we're very proud of that. Now, let me just get back to the question, the larger issue about 
Putin's tax. That's a, a, that's really Putin's gas hike. That's his gas hike. This so much of this uh, increase in the gas tax, uh, gas uh, price started uh, a few weeks leading up to what happened there. Oops. Yeah, that was a mumbling fumble right there. Did you just ab- did you just totally admit that it was happening before this started? <laughs> That's she's just incredibly bad at this. The point is not a, a few weeks, which is by the way also a lie. Is she was she meant to say the opposite? The point is though it's been happening long before this started. Even Biden accidentally admitted that, saying that we've seen it rise seventy five cents since he did this. Yeah, well, it's also gone up about two dollars before that too. <laughs> Oops. You guys are causing this with your malfeasance or probably on purpose to be able to act like it needs to be rebuilt for the Great Reset. However, you look at this. She's ridiculous. Putin's tax. I mean, how can you even call it Putin's price hike? Like he did this. Like, of course, his the actions of everybody in Ukraine or any destabilized situation are going to cause this situation to increase. But think about how ridiculous that is. Everything they're doing has an effect on it, too. And you can also very clearly show that it's not, it's by and large happening before this ever started. And their actions are far, far more influential on that exact number. But listen, listen to what he says here. I love this question. goes up today. The president's statement blames the Putin price hike. Are you guys just going to start blaming Putin for everything? Yep. Until the midterms? 17 Nobel laureates in economics said that that legislation does not increase inflation. It is non-inflationary. Oh, you, despite the fact that it literally did that, though, right? Oh, you, I can get you. I'll have you give you thirty-five people to say whatever I want tomorrow. It doesn't matter just because they're Nobel laureates. These people are influenced. They're manipulated. It's the same reason we've got scientific studies that come out and say the exact opposite of what's already been proven a hundred times over. These are ridiculous people that have political drive. There's an agenda here. Oh, these, and she can't even properly pronounce these words. But they're going to go and say whatever she tells them to say. Again, as we watch it happen. But yeah, it's Putin's fault. Easy. Easy and done with. Because of the way it is written. And that's the best part. So basically she says that because of the way it's written, these actions won't increase inflation. She doesn't even understand what she's talking about. The They're cutting it out. This starts with Putin. Putin's Tax. That's a, a. That's really Putin's gas hike. That's his gas hike. This so much of this uh, increase in the gas tax, uh, gas uh, price started. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we gotta get going. Thank you. Get going. All right. Yeah. Now there's only one other part that I wanted to show you. Actually, let me see if there was something I wanted to d- relate to that. Okay, we'll get to that next. Okay, so the other part was up here. You've probably seen this already. He the news, what is it? The cart the uh where is it right there? Cartoon the news junkies cartoons. He they put out a clip of this just this opening part. It's 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 I mean, this is what we're always talking about. This is why it's almost impossible to watch these briefings anymore. I mean, it's always been like that. Just so we understand, these briefings have never been anything but here's what we want you to think. There's no evidence. They will circle around. They won't even answer questions if they don't want you to talk about it. This is what she answered in regard to the question, how long we expect this to be a problem. And he'll he'll, he'll say at the beginning. How long should Americans expect? How long should we be bracing for 
um, this really sort of um, historic inflation and some unprecedented gas prices. Sure. In terms of uh, the discussions that the President Johannes and I had, uh, they ranged in subject, including the issue of the Black Sea, and I'll let him explain in more detail as he would like. Uh, but we are, again, fully aware and apprised because we are in constant communication with the President, with his administration here, about the concerns that they have about the entire region and, frankly, the vulnerability. All you have to do is look at the map. The implication obviously being that the war and the, and the moral necessity of what we're doing, without saying it, is it, it basically the timing is contingent on that. So we're going to continue to fight for the, the freedom of these people. And her answer is, that's as long as that's going to take. So the, it's an ongoing problem, therefore this will be a problem. And that's why they've already tried to frame it as, well, be, be patriotic and just take the hit. Are you serious? So now we're supposed to take a hit for your ridiculous malfeasant actions? Did, or is this a, don't we have a say in what happens? Like it, All they're doing is trying to frame their catastrophic moves as what we should do for freedom. Right. So you losing your job, we'll just take it on the chin because we're doing it for the Ukrainian people. That's un that's unbelievably stupid. And and see that that where Romania exists geographically and as is the case for our allies on the eastern flank, that there are potential vulnerabilities, which is why we say very clearly we will dedicate and have been especially enhancing over the last few weeks, our support based on their current needs. Um, when we look at Putin's actions, the, the previous question, um, So let's just address a different question, like right in the middle of our response. <laughs> I mean, it's just, this is ridiculous. I mean, this is a clown show. These people are ridiculous. There is, it is painful to watch. It is painful to watch what is happening to innocent people in Ukraine. who just want to live in their own country and have pride in themselves as Ukrainians. Who want to be home, speaking the language they know. Going this is just so insulting in so many ways. Recognize what she's saying right here. First of all, the point from the beginning, right? Well, the, the Ukraine is the one trying to subjugate the Donbass region, right? That's where this starts. Even though they were, the point was they were always framing this as some sort of a revolution because they knew where this was going to go. The goal was to push Russia to take action. They've been doing it for years, almost a decade. 
So the reality that they're trying to frame it as that they're just they just want to be able to live in their country. Well, they're the ones trying to fight to push them back in. They're the ones doing the subjugating. This is not a revolution. On top of that, don't forget that Putin has maintained that he's not going to take out the government. He's not going to take the country. He may still maybe always plan to. But the point is, he seems to be saying something different. It's just insulting or to speak the language they want to speak. That's that why you're bringing in the Syrian extremists and, and the white supremacists and all the people that actually don't even remotely care about what you're talking about. It's just insulting. To the church that they know, raising their children in the community where their families have lived for generations. And by the- Nope. Not true, right? Most of these people are being brought from somewhere else, or some of them anyway. The point, nonetheless, is that these are not the people that are fighting for their the beliefs of what Ukraine was before they took it over, right? She is trying to turn this into, the, the, your, the again, a people's war. You're trying to fight for the, the, the civilians picking up the guns and fighting back, and that's not even how this started. Right? This is, a, this is an utter propaganda campaign that does not mean that they're not people suffering on all sides. The very the Ukraine, there are Ukrainian general people that are being, and by the way, those are probably the ones, the tens of thousands that ran and fleed, fled to the Russian side, which they've tried to run from. They've tried to hide that, but it's verifiable. There's documented, there's video. They even tried to hide that in the beginning when the evacuations, remember that? And they called it a false flag until it was proven that they were evacuating and the Russians were helping them do so. Over and over, they keep getting caught with their lies. And yet we're pretending like the one, one side, I mean, I don't want that to sound like we shouldn't still question what they're saying. I'm just saying over and over, it continues to be, show, be shown verifiably that what Russia has been pointing out has turned out to be truthful. truthful. Now, again, I'm going to show you in a moment some things that I believe that they've lied about. But if you're only looking at one side of this through a lens of skepticism, you are choosing to remain ignorant. The millions now are having to flee with nothing but a backpack. Oh, you mean like the Syrian war where you guys created a refugee crisis that destroyed the entire country? I guess that's not comparable, though, seeing as how it's exponentially larger. <laughs> but nope, no big deal. Let's only focus on the one that we created here and blame it on Russia. Oh, don't forget the question, obviously. And then you compound that with what happened a couple of days. The president talked about it today. I talked about it yesterday. Here it comes. In terms of a maternity hospital, pregnant women. How long should Americans expect? It's just, it goes on and on, guys. There's all sorts of things in here you can watch for yourself. It's pretty embarrassing. But we'll get to the maternity hospital conversation and let you decide for yourself. The point is, nonetheless, that it doesn't even matter, guys. It doesn't matter whether or not it's real. They will use it because that's the point. Let's not forget what happened in Syria. All the times that they got caught lying about hospitals that weren't bombed or weren't there or were bombed, but they were different locations or the lies they would spin about this. Or it was a place that was being occupied by Al Qaeda and using human shields and so on. Verifiable, <clears throat> even by the Western press. Don't forget people like Robert Fisk who came, went to Syria and proved that they lied about the chemical attack. But nobody cares about these facts. Right. So we're only we're going to take the, they're using the same narrative. And by the way, we've proven that the Ukrainian government has already attacked multiple schools, already bombed multiple civilians. Yet I have yet to see evidence of it in reverse. Again, is it possible? Sure. Would they do it? I have no doubt. If it was advantageous, that's the same thing I want to make sure we understand again today. I would say the same thing about the U.S. government, as much as I very clearly see and know the history of what they had done. 
I still wouldn't argue they would just murder people for literally no reason. Are they capable of it? Of course. I think all of them are. But think about how ridiculous it is just to say, well, they're just crazy. That's why. They're just nuts. They just want to murder people. <laughs> Even if that's true, it still ends up there's something they have to explain or go through. The point is there, there's a reason for it. So when they just try to pretend Putin's crazy, he just likes to shell civilians for no reason. That's the Assad argument all over again. And it's dishonest. We must see that by now. Now here is exactly what I'm talking about. And he, and people openly state it because they believe this is virtuous. Now we've already talked about the duck, duck, go. This guy is ridiculous, by the way. And here is what I said in case you hadn't seen my response to him. Oh, I thought it was... Of course, it doesn't show much. You know, it's supposed to show your response up top when you make a response. Isn't that funny? Of course not. Not here. Let's see if it's this one. Of course not. How stupid. Anyway, I basically just said, well, his legacy is now to be a coward and a whatever I said, you know, help you live with that legacy. This guy, Gabriel Weinberg, came out and said, like so many others, I'm sickened by Russia's invasion of Ukraine, right? So what he is saying is I'm sickened by what I'm told is happening there because I have no idea and I'm blindly taking what I'm told. Now, what he thinks could be right, what he's being told could be right, but recognize that he's taking action with his entire platform because of what he was told is happening by people that have lied about a hundred other things because he's an idiot. That's my opinion. And the gigantic humanitarian crisis that continues to create. Did you do that with Syria and the United States government? No, of course not. Why not, Gabriel? Did you not stand with Syria when they were being destroyed and still are by the U.S. government occupation and when they were continually creating a, a crisis? Nope, doesn't matter, though. At DuckDuckGo, we've been rolling out search updates, basically saying we're going to downrank what we're told is Russian disinformation, which is like us, people that are not Russian disinformation, that have no connection to any government anywhere, as Swiss Policy Research continues to make clear about our outlet, which I appreciate. That we're just reporting what we believe to be true. And yeah, could I be wrong? Sure. Could I end up accidentally parroting what they think is Russian disinformation? Sure. Could I end up accidentally parroting what, they, what I think is U.S. disinformation? Sure. But we do what we think is truthful and honest and stick by what we believe. But they would censor us is the point. Ne DuckDuckGo has never been what we think it is if he's even remotely saying this. But here's the point. Wow, this guy says, there's a lot of people on here that are upset that disinformation, because he says it is, very smart, will be slightly harder to find. I'm guessing that a lot of them make money or are trying to make money for trolling and clickbait sites. You see, this is a blind assumption. So is it not possible that somebody disagrees? Nope, they're being paid. See, this, it's, it's simple, it's easy, and it's ignorant. This person says, no, I'm upset that I can't decide for myself what to read and upset that there is still people who don't realize that what sets us apart from Russia is that we're not supposed to do this. Right. Even though I disagree with that, but the point being that that's the argument. We're not the ones that censor. They are. Right. David says this, and here's the point. Personally, I don't have time reading articles that have already been verified as fake. But what he means by that is you're being told by other manipulators that you shouldn't read that. And this guy happily obliged, obliges, is willing to happily oblige. <laughs> and it says, which is why I stick to ones that have been verified as genuine. I appreciate that you may have more time on your hands, though. Great. So this guy's happy to admit I'm ignorant. And all I do is follow what I'm led into because I trust the, quote, fact checkers, the opinion checkers. 
and says, well, you may have enough time. You all have enough time. I say the same thing to people out there who say your show is three hours. Who has that much time? You all do. Sorry to be a little real though. You all do. We all do. It comes down to a choice. Now, look, I can happily admit the same thing. There's plenty of times I come across content that I probably should watch. And I'm like, dang it, it's three hours. I can't do it. Right. I just can't. I've got a lot of research to do and I get it. Trust me. My point is, if it was important enough to you, then you would make the time for it. We all have the time. Game, video games, TV, your shows the end of the night, football games, sports games. Yeah. And those are more important to you. That's okay. It's your choice. And I do the same thing. My research is more important than watching that longer video in certain points. But we all have the time and we know that. We just have to own that choice. But this person says, you have more time. So his point is, I'm too busy, so I can't check these things. So I've resigned to just listen to what people tell me is the truth. That's literally what he's saying. And he thinks that's virtuous. He actually believes that's what intelligent people do. That's why he's just totally proud to state it. And it says, someone, (laughs) there's a lot of comments underneath this. This is too perfect. I can't believe we still have idiots in America that think filtered internet is good. Right? They wouldn't say that, though. They believe that, no, no, we can't censor the internet. We have to get rid of the disinformation. They literally believe those are two different things. He says, this is that, such a stupid argument. How do you know what's being filtered out is actually being correctly filtered out? Who is fact-checking the fact-checkers, right? Exactly. Who watches the watchers? It's a classic Latin phrase. I forget it off the top of my head. Because it's the point, right? Who enforces the enforcers, I think, is the actual translation. Nobody, apparently. It's not just this person, though. I thought there was one other thing in here, but I, was, I think that's enough. It's not, I don't want to take the, the, the average random guy to task. It's about the other stuff like this. Now, this, by the way, is on Facebook, which I've, I've had somebody check for me is, is there apparently. I'm unable to access Facebook today because they censored me. I didn't, it's the only platform like that as far as I can tell. You have to like literally sign in these days on Facebook to check anything, which is so stupid, which shows you how controlled they're trying to be. It's, it's alarming where this all goes. But here's John Spencer. Chair of Urban Warfare Studies. Here's what he says. First of all, here's an image that's been circulating. Oh, this totally real image of this young girl in Ukraine with a lollipop with a shotgun. Totally real, though, right? Just ready to fight against the evil Russians, right? It says, this makes me very sad. Like I'm not doing enough, he says. I have, gir- I have girls this age. We, the world, must do more to help Ukraine. I understand all the political and escalation lines. I don't care. We can and must do more for the white supremacist and Syrian extremists that he just left off of his time. You know, he doesn't know that or care or think about it. Or he thinks it's fake. Point is, he doesn't know. And here's what he says next. And just to summarize my responses to some of the messages I've received about this image. No, he says, quote, I don't care where it was actually taken. No, I don't care if it was staged. This image invokes a feeling in me about the Ukraine-Russian war. That's all. It motivates me to do more. This is the chair of urban warfare studies. Guys, this is incredible. These people don't even, they're, now it's almost like they've been manipulated, socially engineered into thinking it's okay to lie for your truth as long as we agree that that's the right truth. That's two-party paradigm right there. They are literally going, it's okay if we lie or if it's fake because it leads in the right direction. How long have we been talking about lying for your truth? This is exactly what this guy believes that's the right thing to do. Here's the other part. He adds, I'll be on MSNBC tonight to discuss this war. This guy, the guy who just said he doesn't even care if it's fake as long as it leans in the direction that we believe. 
unreal. Feel, feel free to jump on Facebook and tell John Spencer how you feel about it because I can't comment. This is where we are today. It doesn't matter. That's why people are so quick to, be, to dismiss one side, take the other, because we're in a we're in a hyper state of propagandized situation or uh, of psychosis, whatever you want to call it. It's never been like this. Is not like this. It's we've seen this kind of situation with the wars before, but the the level of of psychosis alongside of this is outrageous. Now here is Vanessa Bealey sharing uh, this image and the whole discussion around it. And making an excellent point. Another clear case of racism when Western media glorify alleged Ukrainian child fighters, that's what that is, while criminalizing brown people in Yemen whose children have no choice but to fight back against Saudi U.S. genocidal aggression, which, by the way, is still happening right now. Just bombing Yemen, murdering people, starving them to death. But nobody cares about that. We're not we're not outraged about those war crimes. No, no. Just the lies were spun from the Ukrainian white supremacist government fighting alongside Syrian extremists. Totally okay, though. The reason the reason I'm joking, macabrely joking about that is because the people that think they're fighting for freedom have no idea what they're really standing alongside. Think about how disgusting that is. They're over there screaming, fight for freedom and revolution and, and democracy. And they're literally cheering on white supremacists and Syrian extremists that have been murdering people, chopping people's heads off, using human shields, carrying out chemical attacks. Yep, that's the reality. Vanessa's been covering it nonstop. This is fake news, by the way. It's very clearly, it's been found to be a staged photo. And that's even why he addresses it in this column. I don't care if it was staged. It's, it's a staged photo. I'll show you in a second. Now, the point here, she's showing you these images. Guys, this is a child soldier. I don't care how you frame it. It's a child fighting a war. If, and the point was it was staged anyway, but they're okay with that. But apparently, it's all over the place. Children learn how to use AK-47. And by the way, we showed you the Azov Battalion training these soldiers along, or these kids to fight alongside the U.S. military. It's all totally okay because I stand with Ukraine, right? And by the way, these are a lot of these locations that we continue to see what we're told are Russian action. Is that what's happening? We should be asking that. Houthi rebels put child soldiers on the front line. Right. Note the difference of coverage. One is praised as freedom fighting. The other is terrorism, because whether you want to see it as brown people or the war that we're not supposed to support. And she's not wrong to point out that it just always seems to be aligned with the skin color. Or it could just be the location of the wars in the world, but it's not hard to miss, guys. Look at the war on terror. You notice what was removed in every single of these locations? The Christian population. That's not, it's not hard to find out. You could pretend it was a byproduct or an accident, but it's interesting how what they did create was the very extremism they claimed they were fighting, and they removed the Christian population pretty much in every location they went to. Iraq, Syria, I shouldn't say removed, but annihilated it, focused on it. But this doesn't matter, apparently. How do we not see the contradiction? Like, how do they not see it? They don't care, though, because this girl's fighting for her freedom, and they look at this, and they go, terrorists. Maybe because of the color, maybe because they've been framed and, and driven propagandized to think that's how this war is being done. But they're ignorant enough to not see that it's the same thing, however you spin it. And when I mean the same thing, I mean a child fighting. That's it. That's all I mean, right? Because she's right to frame this in, the, in regard to the, there were people in Yemen who are being starved to death. Same, same with Palestine. They are to the point to where they have no other choice. 
And these aren't children that are being armed and forced into war. They're people that are fighting back for what they believe in. Now, you could frame this the same way, but then you have to be honest about both sides of this. Then the point comes that this is also fake, which is why it's important. Now, you could check. Here's a Facebook post, which, again, I've checked with somebody who's got Facebook. Please look at it for yourself. This is a breakdown of this, and this is why this guy was addressing it, because it's already come out. This person says this photo will go viral. This is your daughter? And he says, yes, it is. I'm retweeting to help your message. This person says, thanks, because I haven't had a Twitter account. Um, and it basically says, "The you're right. It's my shotgun. I gave I gave hold of it to her for the photo. The gun was not loaded. It's a staged photo. You're just It's just a photo. Whether or not it's really happening or not, it was 100% staged, and we should question all of it. And one and ask why people like Brad or anybody else are just sharing the picture. <clears throat> are we going to pretend that Brad, this retired soldier, knows all of this? Did he know the context before he shared it? They don't think they care. Now on the other point, on more propaganda, it's interesting how much of this we keep seeing, as this person points out. Of course, whenever I defuse a missile or a bomb, I always cover up the identification markings on the outside with a cloth. Oops. Yeah, because what do you think that means? Would they want to hide that it was a Russian bomb? No, they'd want to hide that it was a U.S.-funded bomb. That's the point, just like they do everywhere else, because they are arming them as much as they pretend they're not. That's already been shown many different times. Now, here was that photo we showed a minute ago. Same kind of thing. Somebody follows up saying, well, we've seen all the facts. Right. We know what's really going on. Like that old woman, her blood is on his hands. It was fake, just like pretty much every other big story we've seen circulating out of a Ukrainian manipulated media. Now, just because it comes from Russian documents or Russian accounts or whatever you want to say, it's going to be dismissed as fake regardless. But you can look this up for yourself if you actually care to do it. Just take a shot of the image, reverse image search. And guess what you find out? As they say, why don't you scroll to 137? Check it out for yourself. (laughs) May have to refresh it. God. This lady. Oh, you'll remember this lady. By the way, great photos. They were all over the news. Jeez. And a couple of days later, well, good for her. Not a scratch. Dang it. Thousands of fake news in Russia every day. Some of them are simple as to place them audio. Sometimes just any video can do the trick. You can take a look at this helpless crowd running away from the Russian invasion. Let's play back the video to the very beginning. Here we go. Action! Those who work for the Invasion Planet Earth movie, though. That's strange. Okay, I don't know what's going on right now. This this one just stopped. Uh, God darn it. Obviously, we could hear it still. I don't know what's going on. I, I have no doubt in my mind that Twitter, all these platforms are like reeling, trying to stop everything, you know, everything from everywhere. The bottom line was, guys, that you can look look into this stuff for yourself. I'm going to go back to this one. So I have this upright. So I can put the link in there. Oh, it was right here. 
Jiminy Christmas. Okay. Point was, guys, you can cut, you can all of <clears throat> all of these things you can prove for yourself that are being lied about. There's a lot of them too. Like we've shown you a lot of these. And, we'll, and I'll, I'll reference the same Guardian article down the line that, that already, or not, excuse me, the off Guardian article that shows this stuff to you. But you can keep seeing these fake images. They all they alter, they manipulate from old stuff, the bombings that happened. There's an explosion in China they framed as happening in the Ukraine. All this stuff's been proven. This one is defend Ukraine. Girls standing up to a Russian soldier. Yeah, but if you actually play, you could tell that this is an Israeli soldier and a Palestinian girl. Right. And that was an Israeli story that was huge, too. Like, they don't even care. Like, there's so much coming out. There's so much coming out right now that's just that it's in the Western press without even questioning it immediately reports it instantly. That's ridiculous because they don't care. The point is, by the time they're on the next story, there's been four of them shown to be false, and nobody just keep going forward. It's very, very obvious. Now, here is another from the Russian embassy. You should be questioning all of this stuff. My point is that nobody's giving you the side of the story. There's in the corporate media or most of the even quasi-independents are not even pointing at this. You should be able to discern for yourself what you think is happening. And usually it's somewhere in the middle because they're all lying to you. This is an unprecedented stream of fake news and what they say on what is happening in Ukraine. And by the way, guys, almost all of these I've seen myself. You could, and, and we did this in regard to this article. Every single one of these can be shown to be false. This image is from 2019 where they, they he, Zelensky himself claimed he was on the front lines. This one is, is, is a Russian picture from Russia. They claimed it was over Ukraine. I mean, it's all down here. It's easy to look. It's easy to prove. This is the one I did the other day just to make it quick and easy for you guys to see. They're all that, oops, they're all this easy to show. And that's why it's so frustrating, right? This is a flyby in Moscow on the, on 2020, right? And they're framing it as a flyby by Russian over the Ukrainian city of Kiev or Kiev, however you want to pronounce it. Like just explain, recognize how ridiculous that is. They don't even care. They're lying to you, right? This, this image, as we showed President Zelensky that they put out. It's from April 9th, before this ever started. The explosion that's supposed to happen in Luhansk was, in fact, in China, Taiwan, 2015. All of these are easy to show. The point is that the Western press doesn't care about any of this. This is only seven of them. There is an endless stream of these coming out that are just easily shown to be false. I'm not seeing the same evidence coming from the, the Russian side of this. That is in no way to suggest that they wouldn't be lying to you as well. It's just crazy how clear and obvious the manipulations are. Oh, went too far ahead. That's right. Where were we? Right here. Now, on the story of the maternity ward, we need to be asking the same questions. If we know as a matter of fact that they've already been lying about a lot, very serious things too, big, I mean, the front, the headline news of this woman went everywhere, was fake. They don't care. So when this happens, what do they do? They immediately report it with no question. Ukraine war, three dead as maternity hospital hit by Russian airstrike. This, I haven't refreshed the page. This is from three days ago. And what does it say? Three people, including a child, were killed in a Russian strike, officials say. That's it. That's all they need. It came directly from President Zelensky, right? The puppet who was put in place, who literally 
created his cabinet with the people he hired at his at his TV station before he became president. That's that's openly discussed. It's on the Wikipedia page for crying out loud. So his government consists of the very people that ran his TV station. Don't miss the revel of the relevance of that as we're in a wag the dog situation. These people are literally conducting a TV show. Uh, it's, it's incredible. But it says President Zelensky said this is what's happening. And BBC dutifully reports it with no question. And it also says he posted footage, apparently, from inside the hospital. Oh, you mean you didn't do due diligence, BBC? You didn't, ha- you didn't care to check and make sure he wasn't lying to you? But apparently, that's what it was. That's what, that's what this is. Where was it? I wasn't going to jump ahead, but here is, by the way, what they're claiming is inside this hospital, where they claimed a bunch of people were killed. And on top of that, you don't see any, I mean, just look for yourself. All we real, I, I personally see a bunch of broken furniture. I don't see any indication that anybody was hurt inside of here. Hurt certainly could be, but ask yourself. Well, just watch for yourself first. Oh, my God. I mean, to me, it honestly kind of it quite, it looks quite clearly like these things. Look, how do you explain all of that? Like you're in the middle of the hallway and at every point anywhere, everything's ruffled up. The bed's thrown over, things are on the ground. Like if this was an explosion or an, a bombing or an attack or multiple missile strikes, it wouldn't just be kind of indiscriminately messy everywhere. That doesn't seem to make sense to me. But, you know, it's just my take. The point, nonetheless, is this is exactly where in Mariupol. Exactly where they said these false flags were going to take, were going to happen. Exactly where they were prepping, you're telling you they were going to carry this out. Now, yes, the, could Russia been doing that so they could carry out the attack? Of course. But why don't we need evidence to prove those things anymore? No, we just take what Zelensky says as fact. Because I stand with Ukraine, right? Because that's what good people do. No, that's what child, that's what children do. Propagandize children. Blindly take it what they're told at face value and say it because that's what I'm told I'm supposed to do. The bottom line is we know this is a white supremacist government. We know of multiple locations it's been immersed throughout the entire government, police force, military, who've openly said they want to kill these people. So are they not capable of faking something like this? We've already caught them faking it. So we know they faked multiple things. Why wouldn't we go, is this one fake? Nope, because how dare you suggest that didn't happen? That's where we are. It doesn't even matter. All the evidence we have up until now that these people have lied, have faked it, are not what they say they are, but we just take it at face value. I mean, it's literally incredible to me right now. This is way more obvious than I've ever seen it. Really? I mean, I don't even see any evidence of an explosion. This just looks like somebody went around with a hammer. 
You know what it looks like to me? It looks like a rundown building, just like people are discussing, that has already been like this, that people have been hitting or stealing from or whatever else. It looks like a broken, rundown building, which, by the way, even on the record, they said these locations were lacking power and gas and water before this started, by the way. But then somehow, apparently, there were people in the hospital using it when this happened. Yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? Well, let's go through it. So Pablo, however you pronounce his last name, Kirilenko, the head of the Donetsk, Donetsk Regional Administration, which includes the port of Mariupol, said no deaths have been confirmed and there were no confirmed injuries amongst the children. He said the attack happened during an agreed ceasefire with the Russian side, according to Interfax Ukraine. Now, remember, this is a person that is not, in my opinion, on the actual Donetsk side. There are people that are, these are the puppets put in place. But in nonetheless, the point is, remember, we, all of these locations we're talking about, these are in the Donbass region. Like, we need to recognize how ridiculous this is. Like, here, let me do, let me do something really quickly. I think this one, one of these has, forget which one it was. Hold on a second. Maybe it was this one. Yeah, okay. Well, this is, no, that's not the best one. One second. I want to show you guys the, the, the proximity here. I'm not going to stand by what this map shows you because it's probably manipulated. But nonetheless, if you want to get something that shows you the full picture. Ah, come on. Okay. So here's my point. Mariupol, as you can see, is in the Donetsk, Donetsk region right there. Okay. So... Look at where everything is happening. So what does it say these little dot, these ones are? So, uh, well, anyway, all these little red spots are, are, are things that are happening, right? And nonetheless, as you can, this is actually not the best example, but the point is you can see <clears throat> on the most updated maps that they're, they're, I mean, they're talking about Kiev. They're talking about all these locations. Kharkiv, we've been discussing. That's where that one, one of those labs are. Why in the world at this point still, when, when arguably it seems that Russia's pushed far past the Donbass region, would they continue to bomb schools and hospitals inside Donetsk and Luhansk? Luhansk. The only way that makes sense is to argue that he's just a maniac that just kills people for no reason, even the people that are on his side. Like, just strategically, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's just like what was happening in Syria. The, like, the action that was almost in the, exactly counter to a strategic, what they would do strategically. The one thing the U.S. needs to take action, they do it. They go, oh, Assad's just crazy. No, they carried it out to drive in the action they wanted to take. So my point is, just like the kindergarten we discussed right at the beginning of this, the kindergarten that turned out to be, in fact, be in Luhansk, even though they were claiming it was not, they're claiming this was an attack by the Ukrainian, Ukrainian government, Ukrainian military on these locations. That's my opinion based on all the evidence we have in front of us, but I don't see any logical argument for why Russia would just accidentally bomb a school or hospital within the control region they're under control of. I mean, Patrick Lancaster is on the front lines of this. I keep showing you well past this, specifically what we're talking about. What we're, ha what we're seeing here is Mariupol under attack by the Ukrainian military. Obviously, they, keep, they continue to tell you this. So shouldn't we be asking whether or not this obviously is what's happening, in my opinion, where this is the Ukrainian government attacking these locations and simply going, Russia did this? Because apparently the West, all they need, the Western press, just says what they tell them to do. 
He goes on to say the Mariupol City Council said the strike had caused colossal damage and published footage shows burned out buildings, destroyed cars and huge crater outside the hospital. I'm not seeing that. BBC has verified the location of the videos. Good. Prove it to us, BBC. Your word means nothing. In fact, it means less than nothing today. So when you stand up and say, we agree and we proved it, well, that doesn't mean anything unless you actually prove it. Seeing as how you've embedded yourselves with the very Hyatt Tyrell Sham in Syria and in Idlib and alongside the very people that were carrying out the chemical attacks that you said you knew were Assad and then were proven not to be because you're a bunch of liars, in fact, criminals that progress the narrative. Quote, we don't understand how it's possible in modern life to bomb a children's hospital, except we've done it a million times in Syria and Iraq and everywhere else, framed it on the bad guy side. That's how this works. This is the deputy mayor in Mariupol. Down here, it says Mariupol has been surrounded by Russian forces for several days and repeated attempts to add a ceasefire to allow civilians to leave have broken down. That's not even remotely what this is a misrepresentation of the narrative. The whole city remains without electricity, water, and food, whatever the people are dying because of dehydration. Okay. That says very clearly. Remains without electricity. Remains without water and food. Okay, so we're going to pretend that before this happened, that they didn't have water, food, electricity, but yet then somehow they were treating pregnant people, right? And they just happened to be there with no electricity, water, or food. And when it got hit, they ran. Like, do you not realize how ridiculous that is? It says it right there. The whole city remains as it had been before this, without water, food, and electricity. But apparently, we totally know that these people were there when this happened. This is how ridiculous this is. I'm going to show you a couple more examples in a second. Now, here's the business insider simply saying a pregnant Ukrainian influencer is facing online abuse following Russian claims that she was a crisis actor. Now, don't miss the ridiculous nature of how the government of the United States was moments ago telling you that Russia was going to use crisis actors to sell a false flag. And then now Russia is saying they're using crisis actors to sell their false flag. And they go, oh, that's so stupid. That's the dumbest thing ever. Crisis actors, you're a conspiracy theorist. That's what they're doing right now. I mean, it's just the funniest thing in the world to watch these people try to act like they're super on the right side. It's just dumb. Either it's a valid argument or it's not. You don't get to dispel one as a conspiracy theory as a idea, which is what they're doing. That's Alex Jones territory, right? (laughs) Apparently only when it's against one side or the other, right? But here's the main point. It also claimed without providing evidence, Russia, they're talking about, that the hospital had been long non-operational and was being used by a neo-Nazi Ukrainian military force because that's what was happening. But recognize how they well, they did without evidence, of course. Oh, you mean like what you literally just did about this entire story? Where's your evidence? Oh, Zelensky said, oh, great evidence. That's it. So it had been non-operational as the BBC just stupidly reported in their own article about where this happened because it had remained without electricity and food and water when this was ongoing. That came from the Red Cross, by the way. Okay, so it definitely was. You see how easy this is? It's not hard. To f- this is a crumbling thing right in front of them right now. Now, that doesn't mean Russia's not lying or isn't doing bad things. It just simply means it's obvious that you're being deceived from a very obvious side that has driven this entire thing into reality. And the neo-Nazi Ukrainian military force? Well, obviously, that's what the entire thing is. Twitter has since removed the embassy's post for violating the platform's, excuse me, abusive behavior policy. Right. 
Do we need to bring this up again? Let's see if I can grab it without. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so first point is this was a real tweet that was put out by the UK, the uh, Russian embassy, which simply said, no, it, she is pregnant, and it is the blogger, Mariana. She actually played roles of both pregnant women in the photos, which, by the way, what's interesting to me is I don't think that's actually true. Comparing the photos, I can't know for sure things weren't manipulated, but it looks like the one of them is not her. So right there, that puts this into question. But it does say, at first, photos were actually taken by famous propagandist photographer Molaletka, rather than rescuers and witnesses as one would expect. They they made them delete that, saying it violated their abusive behavior policy. But apparently, Twitter is completely okay with leaving this one still right now on the platform. Right now. Which is exactly what it looks like. As the headline says, Ukrainian fighters, which it's literally the National Guard and their Azov Battalion, greasing bullets with pig fat because they're fighting Muslims. And their tweet literally says that you're not going to go to heaven. These are the people you're siding with if you're fighting, standing with Ukraine. Don't forget that. Right? So it's totally okay to be racist against Muslims as long as you're over there in Ukraine fighting bad guy Russia. Right. That's what it is. And this is the Ukrainian National Guard blue-checked platform. And even they say, but it's bad, but we're going to leave it up in public interest. But we can't allow them to point out what they think is happening. It's narrative control. How crazy is that? But then it goes on to say, while the embassy's claims have been debunked by multiple journalists, her Instagram account, which is nearly 50,000 followers, has since been swamped with hateful messages. Right, so there's the only thing they do in this fact check is ask her. Right? They, they don't, there's no real due diligence here. A Ukrainian beauty influencer has been attacked online, they say, after falsely claiming she's a crisis actor. Well, they simply say, I thought I had another part in here. Uh, make sure I didn't miss anything. That's weird. How strange. The embassy claimed that the blogger was wearing some very realistic makeup. They claimed without evidence that this had been non-operational, which we just showed you that it was. So that's true. They removed that post. Debunked by multiple journalists. The point is, nonetheless, oh, that's what, I, that's what it was. I, I apologize. So the point is, on this supposed debunking, here's where they make the arguments. Now, this is actually a really good thread, but I want to make I want to show you what they consider to be debunked. And by the way, they say multiple journalists, and they only point to one. So I haven't seen anybody else trying to say this is fake. But it says, let's take their claims one by one. So this is the debunking. That she, the woman they claim to be a crisis actor, is indeed a beautiful influencer who actually lives in Mariupol. Okay, so first of all, that's them, this person, who, by the way, does a bunch of other great work on the other side of this. I guess misunderstanding what crisis actor means. The idea that just because she's a real person and an influencer that she couldn't be a crisis actor is ridiculous. In fact, that's exactly what they would use, right? So first of all, doesn't mean anything that just because she's on Instagram and real doesn't change the story. Multiple recent images show she's actually pregnant, which is what they said in the other tweet too. So, so far, nothing different, which is why she'd be at maternity hospital, except they didn't have hot electricity, food, or water. So that's ridiculous, but let's pretend that makes sense. The claim that she was acting the role of two pregnant women, here's the one thing that I agree with, seems preposterous because if you can look closely, it doesn't seem like even remotely the same person, but you could argue that was changed somehow. So that's the one thing. But then it says another claim is, uh, wait, there was, uh, let's see. Okay, so one. 
was just the starting part of it. Okay, so on number four, it says, another claim is Mariupol Maternity Hospital has long been empty, non-operational, and taken over by far right as a battalion. But guess, this is how they claim that's not true. This person, assistant editor at BBC, because you know how much we can trust BBC, found this post on the hospital's Facebook page from 2nd of March, in which it demands fuel to continue operating the hospital. That's their debunk. First of all, realize that it's a BBC, I guess, secondhand discussion of a Facebook post, which I don't know why, like, recognize if you're talking about the Aza Battalion being involved here, couldn't they fake that? Nope. (laughs) Must be real because they wouldn't lie, right? But then that it demands fuel to continue operating. Well, that's what happened. It doesn't have electricity, water, or food because it doesn't have the needs to operate Because on March 2nd, you're claiming it was asking for fuel, therefore it couldn't have been empty? Come on. That is a little bit fishy to me, to be quite honest. But that's it. That's how you debunk this? Now, my point is, I'm going to go through a lot more in a second on this thread. If that's all you have to say this is absolutely not a staged situation, when this girl is very clearly just so happens to be a... Instagram star, a huge one specifically in this location, and just happens to be in the one location that turns out to not been operational right beforehand. I don't know, guys. I don't know for sure, but I was sure as hell would argue that to say this is debunked is far from the truth. Now, here's what the other arguments are saying. Oh, actually, before I go past it, I'm going to include this in here. I may even go back through this later. But if you want to understand... There is, I mean, okay, you got one post in this entire thing, which is that one. Almost every other thing I can see in here, here's this one, by the way, fake. A false claim, which was on the front page of several, was in fact an old image from 2018. That's, this is the truth, guys. Crisis actor claims have surfaced. This photoshopped image is allegedly from German Build article about gas explosion in 2018. That's not true, debunk here, but it says that it was. In fact, an image from 2018. Images from 2016 is being used in relation to the current war. There are many real videos and images from the last three days that document courage, resilience of Ukraine. I mean, you go through a lot of this stuff. Here's the one that I was showing you. This is, in fact, from 2015 in China. I mean, and this this was widely circulated as a bombing in the Luhansk area. In fact, on a power plant. Couldn't you call that a false flag? attempted, or I guess just a PSYOP, really. But there's a lot of this stuff in here. And and most of this is in regard to the Ukrainian side lying about this. But my point was, nonetheless, that Russia's side of this is is being caught lying too. Here's a video of President Zelensky drinking tea with Ukrainian soldiers before the war. Mr. Zelensky has been regularly addressing the nation via these videos posted to his verified social account. Uh, But misleading, I guess, is the point is, it's before the point is, and they're making it out to be right now, right? They keep lying. Why would they need to lie about that? Maybe because of what Ritter said, when they don't even respect this guy because he's a puppet actor, and these very extremist people on the front lines don't even care what he has to say. I mean, there's a lot of this, though. Just take a, take the time to go through this. My point is to try to show you all sides of this. That I would argue that every government is capable and has been lying to you. Here's, an, here's the image of the mayor of Kiev. Has gone viral. Showing him on the front line. But... The photo was posted on Instagram in March 2021. Okay, so why would the mayor of Kiev lie? 
Why would he lie about being on the front lines? Because this is an entirely false war. Now, there's a lot in there. Please go through it for yourself. The bottom line is we should be questioning what Russia's government says, and we should definitely be questioning what the U.S. and Ukrainian governments say, because they're being caught lying. Now, here is on this point, here's just the other side of this argument, right? Take this for what you will. A fake with the participation of a pregnant model about the bombing of Mariupol, which again was what they told you was the Ukrainian government was aiming at before this ever happened. But as it says, for example, on March 7th, the representative of Russian Federation to the UN said that the maternity hospital number one of the city, which was discussed, the fighters of the, and this is translation, armed forces of Ukraine settled down, having previously dispersed the hospital staff. Zelensky himself, shortly before this provocation, stated that there was no electricity and water in the city. All medical institutions stopped working and their employees were evacuated. But somehow this thing managed to continue. Even on the video itself, published by Zelensky, which we showed you, Inside the maternity hospital, you can see only broken furniture and broken windows and doors. There were no bodies killed by the Russian bombs, which they claimed there were. And by the way, I didn't see any evidence of an explosion whatsoever. Watch it for yourself. Now, it says the girl is indeed pregnant, but she could not lie in the maternity ward, which had long been occupied by neo-Nazis from Azov. The girl has been given things in her hands, made up and brought under cameras, and basically translation saying that she was done up for the cameras. But it says it can be noted that the fabricated charges against the Russian military are very similar to those organized in Syria and a number of other places. Exactly. You should consider that. It seems that their authors act according to similar patterns. And it's important not to ignore such fakes, which are a powerful tool of information warfare from all sides. Right. This, This is the other side of the argument. You should question it just like the other. The point is they're right in regard to how we've seen this verifiably happen exactly like this from the other side of this. And let's not forget that they're now bringing over those same exact people that faked these things before. This is the same warfare, the same, same war for that matter. When you really think about it, here's that video. If you wanted to watch it, but here's another argument, same kind of thing. Russian aviation, uh, aviation struck a maternity hospital with more mothers and children was the argument. That's what they say. Mothers and children, hundreds of people injured. And I, there's no evidence of that. Despite the fact that information about the strike appeared on March 8th in the middle of the day, there were no patients on numerous videos and photos. This is what the Russian government was saying. Shots of pregnant women appeared only the next day after a famous propagandist took these pictures. Says this is despite the fact that the locals themselves claim that there were no women in labor or staff in the ward at all. Why does it not matter what the people on the ground have to say? Only the BBC people and the people that they're funding. Now, yeah, the other people could lie too. But why do we only take one evidence-free claim at face value? <laughs> Same point every time. The story raises many questions. It says it, 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 it is logical to assume that if, they, if there really were women in labor, they'd have water, electricity, and food, first of all. The rescue service staff and eyewitnesses who arrived at the scene first would have immediately taken photos from the emergency scene on their phones or whatever devices they may have without waiting for well-known reporters to show up, which is what happened. However... Somehow the famous Ukrainian propagandist we mentioned first showed up and took the public photos and they went everywhere. Today we have received an indisputable confirmation of the production of shots with pregnant women. That's what they're claiming. The, me- the medical facility has been used by the Azov militants for several days as a fortified facility that does not function as a maternity hospital. Right? So the point is they, they're giving you one side of this without anything to back it up and just acting like that's enough. And it shouldn't be enough. Now here's something we showed you before. This this is this is a really important point to recognize. Okay, this is from three days ago. 
Okay, so that's March 10th. Now recognize where they are. Now this was that photo they said was a family killed by Russian airstrikes. Note the yellow and white corner and note the statue right behind him. Okay? Now what I said before is this seems totally fake and staged to me. If there was a missile strike where they died, there'd be some sort of an explosion. On top of that, all of them leaning the same way with their weird, I mean, it just seems like they, they, they were either moved to this location, which would explain that, which would be suspicious to me, or this was a fake situation. It just doesn't, there's nothing about that that adds up. Ask anybody who's been in a war situation, that's not real, or they were moved there. But that's, that's certainly possible. I mean, they could have just moved them over to get them out of the way of something and were treating them there or looking at them there, right? You could, I could understand that. But here's the point. This was three days ago. Here, back on March 6th, so four days before that, four days, same exact location, same setup. There's the statue, right? There's the statue right behind him. This is the same corner. I mean, you could even see the name of the the building right there, just to make it even more clear. So are we really going to pretend that four days later, there was another strike with nothing on the ground to show it, and they just happened to die right there with the luggage just laid up, right? Because we were fleeing and we died. Everything should be suspicious right now. Now, is it possible? Of course it is. My point is, this is being parroted by the Wall Street Journal with no due diligence because they said so. Now, they want to make sure they influence the right people, right? The good journalists out there. And who do they talk about? The TikTok stars, of course. You know, those totally educated journalists that are on TikTok. No, I I didn't mean to say it like that. Obviously, a journalist is whoever out there who wants to become a journalist. That's the First Amendment. As much as they're desperately trying to make it some kind of protected class, they're the ridiculous ones. They see themselves as something they're not. As the, con- as the Constitution and the Supreme Court has roundly found, you're a journalist if you want to be. You don't have to have any credentials. You simply have to have a pen or the desire to report. But my point was to say that, of course, the stars, all the TikTok stars, are the people that they allow. To, the people that, I mean, look, it doesn't even matter how you want to frame it. How ridiculous is it? As it says, the White House is briefing TikTok stars about the war in Ukraine. That's not a joke. This person said, what did I just read? Now, here's what this person actually said in response. As it says, 30 top TikTok stars. So all it is is people that are stars. They're they're influencers. They're not intelligent necessarily. They could be. They're not foreign policy reporters. Could, Could be. These are just people that are famous on TikTok. And that's what they want. They want to manipulate them to make them think. This is like same kind of thing that they, this is how like originally the CIA would reach out to people in the media. Well, you're doing it for the, for freedom and for the country. Don't tell anybody. Like that, they, These people will tell whatever line they tell them to. And because they've got million, 10 million plus audiences, it's going to have some waves. Are we going to pretend they're presenting evidence? No, it's going to be U.S. government said. Just like it always is. Just like the mainstream Western press does today. On a Zoom call to receive key information about the unfolding war. How does that even remote? I mean, that is crazy. But here's the logic. Here comes Dem's logic. Well, I know because false certainty. It's because Russia has no free press. This guy knows, right? Den over here with his 377 followers, he knows. They just don't have free press. How does he know that? Because, of course, the Western press told him that. Smart. But because they have no free press, but can still access TikTok, though. 
because that makes sense. Russia would allow that, right? We're controlling every other part of the press, but we're going to let you look at TikTok so you can see. How does this even make sense to this person? He says, I would have done the same if I was the Russian president. (laughs) Good God. The Russian people need to have some access to the outside world. I have family there that totally thinks Russia's saving Ukraine. They think I'm crazy. I mean, what is wrong with people? The false certainty is everywhere. The idea to just simply say, we know because this, and it's because Russia has no free press. That's why the, that's very smart. Brief TikTok people. This is propaganda. This is the Smith-Munt Modernization Act. This is everything we know that they're capable of. Just break free of the, the Ukraine mania for 30 seconds, and you'll recognize it's the same thing from Iraq that you didn't like then, but now you suddenly think is different because propaganda. It's the same people, understand, the same, the same false left of the two-party paradigm who were all about the Iraq war being everything we know it was, was were all just mindlessly on the side of Iraq. It's ridiculous to me. Because the COVID-19 mania was literally just rolled right into this. But here's the White House telling CNN, White House is briefing social media creators on Russia and Ukraine. CNN happily telling you that. But here's something don't don't want you to miss. Just happened to catch this as, as I was including this. These videos about the invasion have gone viral, but they're completely fabricated. Note what it is. I told you. I knew that's what this was. It's not a coincidence. These things are being put out, in my opinion, so to do this, right? CNN has no desire to debunk all of the Ukraine stuff that keeps coming out. I mean, it's endless and easy to debunk. But this one comes out and somebody clumsily puts English over the top of it. It gets shared by a few people. It doesn't even make that far of a reach, but they make a huge statement about, oh, it's fake and that's gone viral. I, I don't even think it's gone viral. Regardless of whether it's gone as far as they say it has, they choose only the ones that they want to debunk and they ignore anything from the Ukraine side. Even if this was what they say it was. It is painfully dishonest to absolutely choose to pick only one side. Of course, that's what we know CNN, just like BBC and Fox and all the rest of them do for their party, their side, their narrative. Just so you remember, this was a protest from Austria, I believe, from 2019 or 20. It wasn't English. It had nothing to do with Ukraine. It was a protest. That's why the person leans up in the back. And it was just bad. It was clumsy. I don't even think most people that are on like the side, the, the mental state that we're in right now and the, and the up the information that we are, at least on the T-Lab community, would look at that and be like, interesting, maybe, but not just bite into hook, line, and sinker and be like, we knew it. <laughs> I mean, dumb people do that. That's what they were aiming at. That's how they see us. And that's why they continue to fail because they aggressively underestimate the American people, in my opinion. But here, their Austrian climate demonstration, exactly. We'll see what else they get to. <laughs> Lee Stranahan. How to lose your job as a crisis actor. Of course he took the bait. I shouldn't say that, but I'm sorry to say, but there you go. Exactly. Our point. Right? I mean, if you, why would you take that without checking it, guys? If you did that and shared it without checking it, without making sure, I mean, it's just, that's exactly what they expect. And it's not what I believe we mostly are. Anyway, I, I, this is what they continue to do. And they will ignore all the rest of it. In fact, don't forget that they've paired all of these. 
all of this, him on the front lines. CNN has sh- shared all of these. Apparently they don't care that it's fake news and they haven't even gone back to address it. Now here is what you're actually going to, as far as, I mean, what we, I shouldn't say, look, there are probably people on all sides of this that are struggling and having problems and being hurt. It doesn't surprise me at all. This is an actual war. Things are happening. But here was one of the most obvious and embarrassing examples when this Sky News woman comes up to him and, and very before she even gets to him goes, they're very stressed, they're very stressed, like setting the tone for you, and then goes up and asks him what's going on, and he goes, 420, 420, we, you American, like, and it's just, it's clearly, and she goes, you, are you okay? He goes, I'm fine, I'm okay. <laughs> like, totally not what she made it out to be. And I said, clearly, they're very stressed. Way to try to set that narrative. This is what propaganda actually looks like. See if it's loud enough. I have it somewhere in the downloads. Don't worry. Okay, they're they're very stressed. Tell me quickly. Are you all right? Jesus. They're they're very stressed. Tell me quickly. Are you all right? <laughs> this is what it looks like to break your own platform to censor people. I mean, are we still going to pretend it's always me and always right when the show is starting? It's just, it's just how it works. It, it happens every time. And sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. It's just, I, there, this is technocratic censorship. I believe that. I really do. I can't prove that in this case. It could be a glitch. My point is simply this, that in people, I mean, I should, I should take one day and show you the circus that goes on in the background when I try to do a YouTube stream, even for my pirate streams. It's absurd. Where everything, certain things don't work and I have to do things three times in a row to make sure they stick and over and over and over and over every time without fail. Either the platform is that totally disgustingly bad, or it happens to people, certain people that get certain, you know, we, if we know they throttle certain locations and manipulate certain feeds, of course, they're going to have certain actions that make it more difficult for me. They have to do things three times just to make them work and so on. We just, we need to see this by now. Well, I think, I believe I've got this somewhere in the downloads. Check real quickly. Here it is. Don't worry. Okay, they're they're very stressed. Tell me quickly. Are you all right? I'm all right. And how how many people are trapped I in there? Legalized. Four twenty. American. Uh, British. 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 Uh, how many uh, more? Cannabis ham- legalized in uh, Great Britain. Pardon? Uh, is uh, cannabis legalized in? Great <laughs> I don't know whether cannabis uh, cannabis <laughs> is licensed. Well, I'm glad that's all you're thinking about. Nice, nice. I mean, not even nice. Save fumble that's <laughs> so bad none of them even then remotely seem stressed out in there how many are trapped in there i mean it's just it there's a clearly a narrative i mean that's not what journalists should do right if you're a journalist you should go up and be like tell me what's happening right what are you seeing that's a journalist what she is is a propagandist how scared are you <laughs> how many are dead back there that's that's driving the narrative and that's what they all do and it's pathetic it's really pathetic and the saddest part is she probably doesn't even know that. She probably thinks she's the top, top journalist of today because she's on Sky News. They're the worst. They're the worst, the lowest level. And we're going to one day look back and recognize that, I hope. Now, here is some evidence that you should question, like everything else, coming from Patrick Lancaster on the ground. Now, this is really important, guys, because this is a Donbass individual on the ground telling you what she's seeing. Now, I'm not seeing this kind of stuff from reverse. I mean, there are, there's been a couple of things. A lot of them have been shown to be false. But in regard to actually 
Like, let's say like that, right? Like that, that's, I, here's the point. This is why I argue they don't do this because that's what happens. They don't know what they're going to get candidly often. So they stage things. They lie for their truth. Maybe that's maybe how they see it. But show me the equivalent of something like this. I keep asking for that. I'm not saying it's not there. I go out of my way to try to find this stuff. But I'm sure some of you out there have something you'd like me to see. And don't be upset when I go through and possibly show that it's fake or so on. I'll do my due diligence on it just like everything else. Now, check out what this is saying. Now, there, there's the subtitles because it's in Ukrainian, or excuse me, uh, in, in Russian, I believe, since it's in Donbass. And listen to what she has to say. Now, uh, here, I guess I'll read. I'll just turn this down because they're speaking. So it says, of course, Ukrainian army is shelling. I guess I just pause it. It's kind of hard to read it well. So he's asking him, what's going on? And they're saying, of course, Ukrainian army is shelling. It was a Ukrainian army. And how was it like during that time, he asked? How was it? Two tanks were driving, she says. I saw that with my own eyes because I was on the street. Two Ukrainian tanks were driving. A third tank stopped a little. It lagged behind them. Two of them jumped up the mountain with crazy speed, and the third began to shell the village. Now, for those in the in the audience that speak Russian or Ukrainian, please confirm this. I mean, I've I've already double checked this with somebody else, but for somebody in general, make sure the chat knows this is what she's saying. It fired its grenades three times, or whatever the tank shoots. She says. It hit that way twice, and the third time it destroyed a corner of the kindergarten. This is new, guys. This is as of March 11th. This is constantly happening there. That's why, I mean, just look at his feet about how many schools, how many centers of towns, how many people's homes have been annihilated because of what they're showing. She says, I saw this with my own eyes because I ran to the basement. Right? Where's the CNN and Sky News bleeding about how these people are stuck in bomb shelters? So you claim that Ukrainian tank was firing to the Ukrainian village themselves? That's what he's asking her. So we Says yes, they have been firing at our village. They have been firing at our village, but they have been in control of it. How is it possible? Because they're blaming it on Russia. That's why. She says, how is it possible? How do they do it all the time? They make destruction on purpose. If you have come here to fight, why do you destroy houses? Now, yes, could she be confused? Of course, which you will never hear that discussion on the Western press. They'll sell exactly what makes Putin bad guy look like Putin bad guy. The reality is we will always be honest with you or give you the other part of the... Could she be wrong? Of course she could. Could she be deceived or misled? Yes. Could she be a paid show by Patrick Lancaster? Sure. But we would need evidence to make that claim. What we do see is the other side of this argument that you're not seeing. Roundly, I mean, this is why I continue to talk about people like Eva Bartlett's coverage and Vanessa Bealy and other people that have been covering this for a long time. 
The point is, she's on the record telling you that they are bombing the places they're in control of. Now, whether that's because they want to ethnically, ethnically cleanse these people, which they've openly said they do, or because they want to attack places like Mariupol and blame it on the Russians, it doesn't really, at the end of the day, if you're not asking these questions with all this in front of you, that's a choice to remain ignorant from a group that's working with white supremacist extremists from Syria that have been funded and armed and controlled for the CIA for, for 2014, openly even the Western press called it out. You're choosing to be on a side with this kind of character. It says, and here are simple houses. Why do they do it? And also, we had a crazy fight here in the center. And I'm telling you, it was a 100% provocation. Here, near the village council, there was an armored personnel carrier. It contained a Russian uniform and rations. Why the hell would this Russian armored personnel carrier hide here and shoot at its own at its own Russians if they took a position there? Russian lads, seven tanks near the well took up a position here, there. And these idiots jumped out from Balka and Bakshevich and did a provocation here. And they left their javelins here. Right? This is a, they're, set, they're faking this stuff. And, and, don't, and don't miss, by the way, that there's other press there. I mean, just to kind of add some some level of credibility to people that might question, which you should be questioning this, even with that. But for those that might say this is just another manipulation, that just adds level of credibility. It was a provocation. Who? She says, of course. It was a provocation by by Ukraine's op, Ukraine uh, op, operatives, a real one. I tell you now, my husband served in the top, top tank troops. Tankers are never given a spare uniform for a tank. So they got into their tank and took a spare uniform with them. What kind of idiocy is, idiocy is this? So he says, do, you, do they think we all such morons? So are you saying it was a Ukrainian tank? She says, yes, the left from Balka. I guess you don't know the area. They came out of the Balka and made a provocation. And the Russian tank stood there on a hill lock where the well was, and they fired over there, and these here did a provocation. They wanted others to believe that it was the Russians who did this here. I saw it with my own eyes. I mean, just think about what she, look, you can question this. You should question this. But does her life and her situation not matter? I mean, this is the kind of thing like the wag the dog situation we've talked about, the very movie itself. 
These are the kind of people that they take advantage of because they live, we, you know, Americans and people in the UK, wherever else they, the Western world have been propagandized to see them as lesser than, as just, you know, the third world country. And they don't know, they don't understand how to live. Right, because we they don't live like we do, so we assume they're not able or capable of. How about they choose to live differently? That's the truth, in fact. The bottom line here is that these people are being manipulated. Literally a staged, talk about the TV station, right? They are faking stuff. They are literally staging things that make it look like Russian attacks. And this is what she's saying. Now, by the way, we've already watched them stage and lie and fake a lot of stuff. So I don't even know why this would be hard to wrap your mind around. As a false flag, right? He asked. She says, of course. Yes, as a false flag. I was in the center and I saw it all. I've been sitting in the basement for two hours. I sit and then I go out to look. What do you think? What did, what did they do it? Why do they do it? Excuse me. Because they don't need us. We are not needed. They want everything to look as if Putin has done all of it. And she says, and what did they do? Tell me again. They have been doing a provocation, she says. I'm 100% sure. What kind, he says. Oh, God. While I'm telling you this, they they distribute humanitarian aid. Our seven tanks reached the well, took up defensive positions in that direction because there was uh, Volnovka and the Ukrainian army was further there. That's one of the locations we've already talked about that they claim Russians are bombing. I believe so. If I'm not, maybe not, hopefully I'm not misthinking of the name of the city. She says, so those seven tanks took up defensive positions, three tanks with a little further away and the other two in a slightly different direction because their angle of fire is different. The tank has a straight muzzle. It does not rise like that. Uh, Let me just kind of jump through it real quick here. And the Ukrainian army, they had two armored personnel carriers. One of them was here and the other one near the hospital. So they came from Balka from over there and they started, if they were Russians, why the hell would they fire on other Russians? Isn't that right? It's all clear. Right. I mean, that's obvious. So, so here they had a fight. They fired from different machine guns. And when everything was already quiet, we went out to look and here was this armored personnel carrier, which propped up the village council. Our lads climbed in and said that it is Russian. Here is a Russian uniform, Russian rations. It's all nonsense. It was Ukraine. who was trying to do the provocation. Like they literally, her point is they literally left a, a, a vehicle and, and, uh, and, and a, a, a uniform. Like really, like she, like, like her point, who's just going to bring along an empty uniform in the middle of, I mean, it's, this is meant to be like, see Russian stuff. That's her argument. Now, is it possible they could have left those things behind? Sure. 
But this seems like an obvious setup, especially from a group that has been telling you this location was going to be a problem. Goes on to say, then when everything calmed down here a little, our tanks, which were shooting back there, went to the quarry and gave hit to the location because all those whores, she says, who came to us were sitting there. They claimed they calmed them there and everything became peaceful. I guess translation, maybe that they, you know, suppressed them or, or calmed the situation by attacking them. The Ukrainian army was quickly driven away from here, right? Quickly, she says. Well done, lads. Very fast. It was very scary, but they quickly did it. And how did the Ukrainian military behave? Well, you know, what can I tell you? I didn't communicate with them. I think that's the gist of it. What is your name? She says, oh, God, my name is uh, Layuda. What's your surname? Vodnivia. Look at that. We even have her full name. Now, you pretend we ever get that from the Western press unless it's somebody who is tied to something or someone who's dead? Her name is Lydia, maybe Lydia, Lyuda, Lyuda Vodevna. That's her name. She's a real person with a life who is being suppressed and ignored by the Western press. She says, we are at the village of Anadol. It is in the Donetsk region of the Volnovaka district. Everyone is alive and safe. Of course, we have losses. We have suffered houses. Anyway, right? Kind of interesting what you don't see on the Western press, isn't it? Here's some more. Russian, now, of course, the point being, if it comes from a Russian platform, people dismiss it without discussion while taking the one side without discussion. <laughs> it's, just, it's just silly. Russian defense ministry saying despite all the efforts in the humanitarian corridors, the neo-Nazi combat units in Mariupol prevent civilians from leaving the city, which, by the way, we've already seen examples of more than once, using them as human shields, which we've already had reported. Only a few families managed to escape. Here is one of those families. Are you saying the soldiers from the armed forces of Ukraine? Of course. Are you saying that soldiers from the armed forces of Ukraine? No, it's not going to work. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's just I almost get a kick out of watching Twitter look like a bad platform because it is. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's a censoring platform. Overall, it's not. You know, they've got a, a good model if they weren't breaking themselves to censor people. How funny. You know what it's funny when I think about it as I grab this? You know what this does when they do this, if that's what's happening? It drives you to do what you should always be doing, right? Like when they when they force you to not, you know, not I, like I'm never going to ever in my life save my passwords again. I'm always going to enter them in hand, by hand, right? Just because. I don't want them to be saved. I want to know it. I don't want to depend on the platform. Or in this case, instead of depending on them to have the information, why don't we should have it ourselves? So we can say, you know, play it for ourselves and say, screw Twitter and screw the, the fact they're trying to hide this information from you. Из ваших дворов солдаты вооруженных сил Украины стреляли по объектам жилого сектора, я не очень понимаю. So it says, yes, they targeted the city, the site over there, as well as the city center. You mean they were shelling their own city? Yes, they were firing at their own people. You know what they did? Initially, when they didn't have much weaponry here in our district, 
когда техники их было у нас не так много, на нашем, да, вот в районе, они сначала массивно... They covered our district with artillery fire, claiming that the Russians were doing this. Now, could it be lying? Of course it could. Could this be faked? Of course it could. But it's amazing that we're not seeing this anywhere. No one's debunked these people. No one's saying, here's the crisis actors over here from their Instagram account. That's not happening. Note that difference. But we saw where the shells were coming from. We saw this and knew what was going on. All right, if this is fake news, prove it. Right? They go out of their way to defend the things people are showing you questions about the, you know, the actor, the woman from Instagram, whatever. I'm not saying I prove that's not necessarily fake. It certainly is weird that the hospital seemingly didn't have power or electricity as BBC reported, but somehow they were treating pregnant women because totally lines up. But I'll, I'll give you who knows, right? My point is that they're not coming after this and going, here's why they're fake. Here's why they work for the Russian government. Here's his account on Instagram where he's an actor. That's not happening. You don't get that challenge. They just don't talk about it. There's such an, a stark difference there. That's, this is now two people on the record, and plenty more than two, but in this one show, telling you that they watched the, the Ukrainian people bomb their own people and blame it on the Russians. We saw this with our own eyes. We did not sleep day or night. For almost 10 days, we lived under constant fire, and we saw where it was coming from. At first, they just shelled us for several days. For two or three days, they targeted residential neighborhoods specifically. And again, for those that speak the language, please confirm for them, like I did, that this is what they're saying. Why? It was like they wanted to scrap, scrape the tops off the trees to force more people to converge on the city center. Or maybe to show the whole world images of Russia and the DPR killing civilians. Exactly. Exactly, by the way, whether this is true, like they said they wanted to on the record. And like the Western press covered that they were like up until this started and then called fake news. Fact. They advanced from the side to create the impression that this was done by the Russian troops. There's only so much of this you can just dismiss without due diligence, guys. Now, here's another one. Foreign students are stuck in Ukraine as the, as the Ukrainian military continues to use them as human shields. Students complain that they're treated harshly, are prevented from leaving the city through humanitarian co corridors because they're African students. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and assume that Twitter's going to not let this play. So let me grab it real quick. Let's see if it plays anyway. No, seems to play. He wants to go home. And they are telling us, first of all, they increase the price of taxi. Who pays almost two million naira? <laughs> Damn it. They got me. <laughs> Just let it, made it wait a little bit longer that time. So what you're looking at here, guys, are African, hold on, let me download this real quick. Okay, so as they say, you're looking at African students stuck in, the U in Ukraine that are not being allowed to leave, despite what you're hearing from the Western press. It's, I mean, you could listen to them for yourselves. But ask yourself why that's not being covered by the BBC and Sky News, right? And their, their sprawling coverage of the democracy that is Ukraine, right? Let us go home! 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 Let us go
to go home and they are telling us first of all they increase the price of taxi who pays almost two million naira to go back to Porta for a two-hour journey anybody that is hearing this from kaduna to abuja two hours you are telling me to pay a million naira that is not so, so one there at least as she's claiming which again if you think is fake then prove it right i'm I, i'm saying i don't know there's another side of the narrative that you're not seeing and she's saying that they've increased the price, so she's literally incapable of moving herself, otherwise she's going to walk hundreds of miles or wherever they're going. And on top of that, forcing them to stay. By the way, it wasn't paused. <laughs> I thank you all for your advice. It definitely wasn't what was happening. Oh, we said, okay, we are going to pay it. Now you have locked us in this hostel. Why? No, seriously, guys, what did Nothing we do wrong? Nothing. Nothing. What did we do wrong? We just, came to, we just came to study medicine. We haven't showered in three days. Yes. Now, now ask yourself this. Now, I'm not always trying. It's not always a, a skin color or racism point or a racial point. Like, I truly believe that in a lot of ways, that's more of a used thing than something that they actually care about one way or the other. Nonetheless, ask yourself how the world would respond if this video was a bunch of white people at a school from Sweden or whatever else you want to point at. You know it would be perceived differently. You know it. Now that should bother all of us. It doesn't mean that everybody everywhere is racist or that that's whatever you want to say. It just simply means that the way the propaganda and the way your governments have framed these things and the way that they manipulate them, they just ignore stuff like this. Right? Why does it not matter that you many people are starving to death right now and their children are starving to death in their arms right now or that Saudi Arabia is bombing their homes right now? or that people are starving in Iran, or starving in Syria, or that they're stealing wheat and stealing oil from Syria, or that they're continually doing these things all around the world. Why does none of that matter? Why does suddenly I stand with Ukraine matter more, despite the fact that they're easily proven to be exactly what we keep talking about? Maybe it's because they're different colors. Certainly something you should consider. But I want you to ask yourself why these people don't matter. Three days? They're not even allowed to shower? Because the Western press doesn't care. This does not work for their narrative. There's no light in the hostel. There's just came to study medicine. We haven't showered in three days. Yes. There's no light in the hostel. No There's light. nothing. We cannot. Our, is everything is running out. This place is, is not safe. Every single day, some of us have mental trauma. I, we can't even hear doors closing without someone running. Now, make sure you understand, guys. This is not. Uh, they're being held by the Ukrainian government. They're, they're, where they are is not under Russian attack. That's not what's happening. This is a decrepit area that they're apparently being forced to stay in because of the, I mean, my opinion, because of the absolute profiteering oligarch despotic government that's put in place by the U.S. government. They're raping and looting and pillaging. That's what they did. The Poroshenko did. It's what they're both doing. It's on the record. I mean, again, the Western press was literally calling Zelensky out for this right before this all started until now it's fake news and we stand with Ukraine. He is a criminal. In fact, he's an actor who's been hired to be a criminal. And he brought along his entire TV studio with him and that's what's happening now. It's, look it up on Wikipedia for crying out loud. It's ridiculous. How do we pretend that we respect an entire government made up of a TV studio's personnel? How ridiculous is that? Yes. Someone is moving a box and we are running. It's not fair on us. We have at any amount, we do not care what they have left. Now they have decided to go and block that route. Block at this word. point, I don't know what is going on, and we are not going to be used as bait. Please, let us you. go. 
Please, let us go. We do not want to be a part of your war. Please, thank you very much. Exactly. And nobody's listening to them. Can you believe that? Like, recognize what she just said right there. That we don't want to be sitting here stuck as bait. Now, tomorrow, God forbid, when something happens in this location and they blame it on Russia, the Western press will blindly take it at face value and will say, Russia bombed these immigrants and wouldn't let them leave as they fled. That's how the story will go. But you heard it. They're telling you that they're held by the Ukrainian government, that the roads have been blocked and they're not being allowed to leave. They don't want to be a part of your war. God forbid something happens. Please don't let that happen. But if it does, recognize what you heard here. Now here's Nina Byzantina, artist, writer, pointing out something that nobody else wants to talk about. Children of War Hiding in a Cellar in Donbass, 2014, is the quintessential image of the region's suffering that the Western establishment would rather ignore. A conflict longer than World War II. Photojournalist Andy Rochelli took this picture, who died under Ukrainian army fire with his interpreter. None of that gets discussed. This is the reality of what's always been going on, and only just care suddenly in 2022 because the the media apparatus tells you to, and just rolls in your COVID mania right into this narrative. Do these children not matter? Does the Donbass region who's been attacked for this entire time and tens of thousands of people have been killed, as even the Western press reported on before it was no longer allowed to be discussed, does that not matter? You can look this stuff up for yourself, by the way. Look up Andy Rochelle. Look up the facts of, of what happened. None of this matters. Only, the, only the, the, the narrative around one side of it that you can't verify. But sure as hell can verify this, but it's fake news because it doesn't go along with what we're saying. The same photo series, in fact, of families escaping from the Ukrainian army shelling in Donbass. Feel free to look this stuff up. Do your, t- do your reverse image search. Recognize that these people have been doing and suffering and living in this wartime situation since, to, since the U.S. government put a white supremacist government in power. But none of this matters. It's disgusting. A child celebrating his birthday in Donbass with candles and a slice of bread. Meanwhile, because it's totally fake news, apparently it's now acceptable, as I already told you, to just simply not treat Russians. Belarusians in a hospital. This is not a joke. I showed you this the other day. This is a hospital in Munich, Germany that literally sent out a letter because it's now acceptable to be to be apparently hateful and violent against Russian people, even though they're framing it not about only oh, this Russian army. Well, no, that's not what's happening. You're closing down businesses. You're shutting down people's access to, to apps and gaming systems and whatever else just because they're Russian. You are horrible, disgusting, racist people, all of you, that believe that's okay because you've been propagandized to think this kind of racism is okay. Sort of how only black people can be racist, you disgusting racist. Sure, call me racist for it. I know I'm not. I know in my heart that I fight for the people, whatever their color, who do not have a voice. For those of you out there pretending that only one person or the other can be racist, you're a racist. You're the problem. Sort of how they're building that problem over there while pretending that the Republicans are the problem here. It's always a sidestep, an illusion, a shell game. Your government is lying to you. Right? If you wake up tomorrow and you don't know the answer to the question, it's probably your government's lying to you. It's probably the right answer. This makes me sick. Just like you know I'm not going to treat unvaccinated people. Are we not going to miss the crossover? It's the same thing. 
you're being propagandized. The Russian person next door to you is suddenly a bad guy because you're a child. This is, it just makes me want to punch a hole in the wall, guys. The fact that people are absolutely blindly taking one side while ignoring the other. It infuriates me. It almost makes me want to not cover this. But I cannot let that take me because that's what they want. I don't believe that's what everybody thinks. I 100% believe the majority sees through this. But there's a there as always will point to the extremists on uh, extremists on both sides of the paradigm and raise them up as the majority, and even I fall for it sometimes. Makes me sick. And what we just saw on Facebook. How are we going to pretend this makes sense? They go out of their way for the last decade to just reel and scream about how we have to stop extremist activities and we can't allow violence and we can't allow bullying or any of it up until it's Russia, then we don't care anymore. Russia demands that the U.S. stop extremist activities by Meta as a company okays calls for violence. We just talked about this with Catherine Austin Fitz. This comes after Meta spokesperson, Facebook, Andy Stone, stated that as a result of what he dubbed the Russian invasion of Ukraine, Meta, Facebook, has, quote, temporarily made allowances for forms of political expression that would normally violate its rules, like violent speech such as, quote, death to Russian invaders. I can't even believe that we're reading this. Stone added that the company, quote, would allow credible calls for violence against Russian civilians. Or, excuse me, won't allow credible calls for violence. It's already happening, and they don't care. I could give you a hundred examples in a row right now on Twitter and Facebook how they are screaming about Russian everything. The point, nonetheless, is you are simply saying we are now okay with violent speech as long as it's against these people. doesn't matter what you're pointing at. Do we not realize how stupid that is? How absolutely hypocritical. These people are hypocrites. If you are saying this right now, then you don't care about violent speech. You only care about the political nature of the topping, talking point. This should make you furious. Just like it was okay to scream about back, unvaccinated people. Same thing here. And if you think that's okay, you're a disgusting human being. Just like this is not a big deal. Right? Frankly, I don't care about this. I think this is a silly, vandalism at the lowest level of this. And half the time these things are manipulated. The point is, this is in Vancouver, an entire Russian community being vandalized with blue and yellow paint. And that's okay. You didn't see a huge issue about violent hate crimes, on, which is what they would do. Somebody paints a swastika, let's say, and it's a violent hate crime. And, you know, it's a huge deal because that's a certain topic that we are all supposed to be outraged about. Both of them should be equally upsetting. But apparently it's not. You'll get a one quick article about this and nobody cares about it. Why? Because you're allowed to be angry and hateful and violent against Russians right now. Because that's how childish we are, apparently, the people in the two-party paradigm. Now, here is Russia pointing out documents they have, which will be dismissed out of hand because it's Russia, without any due diligence, despite the fact that they're probably valid based on the fact that we know what these people will have said on the record, openly done already. But you should question it like anything else. They're claiming to have documents, which you can look at for yourself, which is literally never what you get from the U.S. government, telling you that a commander of the National Guard of Ukraine, right, the same group we just pointed to, who is openly telling you they're going to put their bullets in pig fat because they hate Muslims and don't want them to go to heaven, on the actual National Guard of Ukraine account with a blue check next to it. That's the same group we're talking about. 
and ordered by that same group, which shouldn't be hard to wrap your mind around, confirmed without a shadow of a doubt that the Kiev regime was covertly preparing an offensive against the Donbass region scheduled for March 2022. Just keep an eye. Right? It's already happening, by the way. They're already carrying these things out. The point is that they have documentation that could be fake, that could be lied about, that could be fabricated. But ask yourself why you're willing to say that's fake without even caring to look into it. Especially with how much they've continually been shown to be right about what's been happening. There's Vanessa Bealy pointing out something very important in this conversation. As she puts it, Israel is arming and its military personnel are even fighting alongside explicitly neo-Nazi units in Ukraine. You know this already because we've already called this out. Oh, I'm going to shoot. I forget what the title was above that article. Dang it. Anyway, there, I, I was just talking about this article in Haaretz. Let's see. One last shot for it. No, I can't remember. Oh, well. <laughs> I just re- I wanted to show this because it'd make the point for people that don't know this already. But Haaretz reported back in 2018 that they're, let me actually let me do this. I might get it. Hey, nice. Okay, it's, it's important. This is important for people to connect to this. Because if you don't show this, someone's going to go, that's fake news, which is, you know, by the way, if they're going to make that conclusion without any evidence, then they're done anyway. But the point is she's pointing out that they have been arming these people. And this is very real. Read her article, Zionism in Ukraine. And this is the kind of ridiculous crossover we're talking about, right? This is what shows you this is more of a construct than actually what they say it is. But it's very alarming, and it should be. Rights groups demand... And was it right? Was I right about the, the, yeah, 2018. Rights groups demand that Israel stop arming neo-Nazis in Ukraine. Who is this? Exactly who you think it is. The right-wing Azov militia that right now we're pretending we don't see because we're not allowed to talk about it. Their own people were going, why are you arming neo-Nazis when you pretend to fight anti-Semitism? Because they don't care about any of this. That's just like the U.S. government. Zionism is using Judaism. Just like plenty of... Orthodox Jews in Israel are trying to get your attention by screaming about, and they get attacked by the IDF, right? I mean, think about how ridiculous that is. These are Orthodox Jews who are telling you our religion's been hijacked by Zionism, and they get attacked. They're anti-Semites, right? What? Wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. The point here, in fact, it kind of when you understand what a Semite really is, it does, but the point nonetheless is this is ridiculous, and it is happening. And as she points out, They have been continuously, and they are right now. So we should ask ourselves what's really going on. Here's another picture. Mercenaries from Israel arrived in where? Kharkiv. You know, the location of that lab that that, that, that Russia was focusing on? All with experience in the Mossad special forces and the army police. Look at that weird flag that looks a weird kind of a cross between the right sector and the Israeli star. Same thing. This is a Ukrainian badge with a Jewish star on it. Here is. The same thing with the Ukrainian, and you can see the Georgia Legion with a Ukrainian flag, with a, uh, with a, uh, what, I forget what they called it. Anyway, not that I, my point is not necessarily the Jewish crossover, which it's more about, more about specifically the Zionism and Israeli crossover to what we're happening, happening here. Because Jewish people, in my opinion, are just being manipulated just like any other 
Christian people or anything else by the government using the idea. I know plenty of people don't agree with that. The point here is to show you yet again the right sector alongside all the rest of it. There's an obvious crossover here. That doesn't make sense. And it doesn't even make sense to the Israeli people. But yet, we're racist for pointing it out, apparently, right? This is incredible to me. Make sure you read her article, because it's very obvious. This is a psychological operation. They are building the very thing they pretend they're fighting to lay it at your feet and use it against you. That's what's happening. Again, read Whitney's article. This is, a, this is undeniable. Now, to the lab discussion... We've already talked about this. I just want to add a couple more points to it. I recommend you check out my talk with Catherine Austin Fitz. We got, into, we got in deep on that in one of the segments. Here is a report on March 11th, U.S. research coronaviruses. The experiments like Unit 371, excuse me, dyslexic apparently, 731 in Ukrainian biolabs, according to the Russian Ministry of Defense. Of course, could they be lying? Yes. Do I really have to say it every time? Apparently for some people. But the point is that we should be able to consider it without blindly dismissing it, right? Because that's what intelligent people do. The point is, Unit 731, if you remember, definitely caught my attention, as I hope it did for you if you remember our previous discussions of Dr. Ishii and Japan in World War II. Don't forget, I've made this point many times in regard to how the U.S. government apparently pretends to be fighting all these bad things, but then the moment that they stop and win, I guess, what do they do? absorb the worst parts of the thing they said they were fighting. This is history, guys. Operation Paperclip was where they took all of the Nazi scientists and basically rolled them into the U.S. government. They they later became NASA. If you right now are shaking your head thinking that sounds like conspiracy theory, you should do your due diligence because it's a very public thing. Very real. Then, on the other side of it, the other people, the Japanese, the bad guy side, Dr. Ishii, was doing some horrific, and I mean horrific, open like live experimentation on people using bio manipulation viruses and exactly by the way what became the basis for the US government bio agenda this is also history you can easily look up so ask yourself who are the bad guys were they were they the good guys in the situation or were they just trying to steal the tools that were being built that were bad well our history makes that pretty clear with where we are right now here's what it says Russian Defense Ministry, which accuses the U.S. of funding installations of biological research labs, which, by the way, is not an accusation. I mean, that's a fact. Just the the only thing you could try to dispel is that they're making weapons. And I'll give you could just you could say, nope, they're just working on vaccine technology. But a biological research lab is exactly what Victoria Newland said they're making, which we've shown you before. It's a, or what they have very clearly. Also, what's openly admitted in the documentation, I'll show you in one second. That's very clearly what they're doing. It's right in their own documents. They just try to pretend the word biolab doesn't mean what we say it is. A biolab is where you do biological research, period, which is literally what they say they're doing right here. Storage of pathogens and threatening toxins and research of and vaccine. Con- that's what they're doing. So they're just playing on the ignorance of the average person that doesn't know that a biolab doesn't therefore mean weapons. But it can. Any biolab is the point. can be dual purpose, which is the point. They just play on the ignorance of people. So, as it says, yes, they have biological research labs in Ukraine, and has now alleged that Washington has been conducting experiments to create biological weapons, which, by the way, they have in history. They've opened about that. They claim they stopped. We know they didn't. 
Well past 2014, the moratorium again functioned. It continued in Wuhan, which we now know. No, 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 EPPP, no, same thing. Same thing. They're still doing the exact same research. And they're still doing it now, by the way. They just call it something else. So if you know that, then you know they're still making weapons. That's a fact. That's what these are. Whether they decide to use them as weapons or not, they're usable as weapons. Therefore, it's weapons research. They're playing ignorance with you guys. But they claim it was coronavirus research as well. Now, I take issue with the bat argument just because I don't even believe that's where this began or what it even ties back to. I think this is a narrative, personally, based on plenty of research that seems to have already dispelled the zoonotic transfer concept, maybe entirely. So maybe this is this could be, like we should be questioning it, a Russian manipulation. Certainly could be. Here's what it says, and I think this is very interesting. Unit 371. How do I keep doing that? 731 was led by General Shiro Ishii, a combat medical officer. Russian Defense Ministry continues to study materials on the implementation of military biological programs of the United States and its NATO allies in the territory of Ukraine. It's very interesting to me to get this gets tied back in. The live human experiments were conducted to bolster Japan's biological warfare program. That was started in the 1930s and was headquartered near uh, Her- the district in Harbin. The point is, nonetheless, that the U.S. government, after stopping this, took him. And he became the basis for the biological warfare program the U.S. went on to continue. And still to this day, they just call it research and vaccines. Easy to prove. I find that really interesting. Now, notice the WHO in Switzerland just happened to launch on May 24th, 2021, a global biohub for pathogen storage. In the midst of all of this, I didn't see this when it happened. They're now beginning a a global storage for all of these dangerous things. Why are we okay with this? Because we pretend that it's just about analysis and sharing and re... It's not. The history is undeniable. They're just transitioning to a global version of everything we've already been doing. They have already been doing. Russian Ministry of Defense on U.S. biolabs. They're also points claiming one of the goals was to create bioagents that can target certain ethnic groups. Now, that's exactly what, on the record, Israel's been caught trying to do for a long time. So as we see Israel openly working inside of this, alongside of this, with the very people that are white supremacists and openly cleansing, openly threatening to carry these things out, wouldn't we start to go, well, maybe that's what's happening. But nope, dismiss it, because Russian said. Fake news, right? Now, we know, by the way, my point, is that the U.S. verifiably has biolabs, which are just biological research, but could also be a weapons focus. That's a fact. Just to make this quickly to show you yet again, here's just a map from the DOD, which is only a portion of them, which show them in Ukraine and plenty of other places, Georgia and all the way around. But here's what they say on their own post from 2020. The U.S. Department of Defense is working in Ukraine with the Ukrainian government to ensure consolidation and secure storage of pathogens. Okay. Now, even if that was all it said, wouldn't you argue that this dangerous government they're working with couldn't just use them themselves? Of course. But no, can't consider that logical point. But then it says the main thing. With relevant government agencies so that Research on and vaccines can be conducted. So if you're making vaccines, the only way that's possible is gain-of-function research in regard to the way, unless you I mean, look, let's be clear. Let's say you're working on smallpox. 
Well, they already have vaccines for smallpox. So you don't just have smallpox and pretend you're making vaccines. No, you have smallpox and you make it more dangerous. And then you make a vaccine for it. That's your cover for biological weapons. I mean, it's as simple as that. It's unbelievably ridiculous to pretend that you're going to make something that's like, you're going to make something that's unique. The only way that could make sense, right? You're going to make it more dangerous and then make a vaccine for it. And then what? Store it? in the one in a million chance that it happens naturally or the one in a bazillion chance that somebody just happens to make the same thing on the other side of the world and you go, hey, we have a vaccine for it. I mean, are we really that stupid? We can't be. And it's just that stupid. That's Dr. Boyle and plenty of other people have come out and said, that's ridiculous. You're making dangerous things and making them in the slim chance that you could use them. You're making weapons under a cover of vaccines. We all know this. Now, the point is, that's what they're saying they're doing. And if you look at the coverage of the Western press, they don't even argue vaccines. or re- They just go, oh, just research. It's for safe storage. That's it. Why? Because that's what they were told. That's all they do. Except here is the Kharkiv Diagnostic Laboratory, one of the main focal points. And yes, this is directly from the state.gov website, except you won't find it on the main page because it's no longer there. Was it right? It was, uh, oh, I, I think I closed it already. The point was, if you try, that's why I have on the way back machine. If you try to open this page, it's weirdly no longer there. Now, why would that be? Why would this very important fact sheet about one of the labs they're currently looking at suddenly be gone? Well, I'll show you why. Because it says very clearly that, yes, it was in fact funded directly from the U.S. government. Exactly what they're saying is fake news and all the fact checks right now. The Department of Defense of the United States. Now, my guess is you're going to see this Wayback Machine version on Tucker or somewhere else in a week or so without any reference to where they got it from, which is usually how this works. But just watch out for it because I haven't seen it anywhere else. The point is, not only does it say that they funded it, it also says that their permit is for working with pathogens, which you could argue that's about safekeeping, but it makes it clear they're working with dangerous things and also shows the cost down here directly to the U.S. government. You can't deny that. Funded by the U.S. government, and they're working with dangerous things, and this is a white supremacist, dangerous government that's bringing in extremists from other places, and it's totally okay. Well, here is another agreement that my brother sent me today. This is from 2005. Similar discussion, just continue to show you this has been ongoing for a long time. Agreement concerning cooperation in the area of prevention and proliferation of technology, pathogens, and expertise that could be used in the development of biological weapons. Oops. Back then, they're, okay, well, that's possible, right? Okay, so that means it's possible now, right now. Same deal, same group, prevention, proliferation, what they keep talking about, right? Well, that's also what Victoria Newland said, that could, yes, could be used in this. So why aren't we concerned that they're doing it? Because they're definitely not, because we don't, there is no reason. They 100% could be doing that. And in fact, that's exactly what Russia says they are doing, which is building lots of this problem. Weapons, chemical weapons, biological weapons, they're building them now. Isn't, isn't it not, is it not possible that they're doing this and the U.S. government doesn't know it? Or better, more accurately, that they do know and they're hiding from you? Yeah. Nonetheless, in 2005, they admitted the same program could be used for biological weapons. It's amazing that that's fake news right now, despite we're, that we're staring at it on the Department of State website. How embarrassing. Then, of course, we have the point that Russian invasion of Ukraine risks release of dangerous pathogens. This is being stated by U.S. officials at the same time arguing these are totally benign programs for safety. 
I guess, or maybe that they have dangerous things in there and therefore Russia could use them, which by the way, stupidly then proves they could do it too, right? It's just, it's so ridiculous. So they try to dance this line. And again, here is what she said on the record. Well, um, I only have a minute left. Let me ask you, um, does Ukraine have chemical or biological weapons? Uh, Ukraine has uh, biological research facilities, which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian. (laughs) I love it. See, it's not paused. It says pause because you have to hit pause to pause it. It's just freezing. I think that this this is me. Wow. Okay. Let me just wait a second. Wow. Okay. That's weird. And I didn't even see that it got muted. Whatever. The point, nonetheless, <laughs> I didn't mute that. That's crazy. Maybe I accidentally did. Nonetheless, the point is she's saying, yes, they've got it. And yes, they do it. I mean, you've already seen this. And the point is, he's like, are you sure 100% no matter what, pinky swear, that it will be the Russians for sure? That's basically making fun of him, but that's his question, right? Not, not, it's talk about a leading question. <laughs> like, it's just embarrassing. And she goes, yes, it's definitely going to be the Russians if anything happens. Cool. Thank you for setting the narrative when you couldn't possibly know that, right? They just are, this is setting the tone, guys. Obviously, it goes both ways. Okay. Now I have this one downloaded, so let's download it and listen. Here is what was stated in the on the UN Security Council discussion. If I have it up, I'm sure I did. Maybe not. I was see, I think I was gonna play it on here, but now that it's giving me so much trouble. Shoot. Let me see if it plays. Wow. That's pretty crazy. I just did pause it. Now let me do this. (laughs) Experiencing interruptions? Find out why. How funny. Wow. Apologies for the delay. (laughs) I just can't get past how this is. It just only ever happens while we're live. I mean, everything's freezing up on me. I apologize, guys. Well, as we wait, I'm trying, dang it, trying to grab this. I can't even, I mean, everything's stopping on me. So just bear with me for a second, guys. Just, okay, I'm learning my own lesson here as we go forward. No matter what, I'm not going to depend on these platforms anymore which is kind of what Corbett and I talk about when we say that they're destroying their own platforms to censor people. I mean, it's pretty embarrassing. So what you're going to see is a discussion in the UN Security Council. 
where he basically lays out the information that you're not going to hear from one other side of this narrative, right? And that's what's important. So let's go to that. And you should question what he's saying, just like everything else. the Biological and Toxin Weapons Convention came into force, we uh, had the hope that the world uh, managed to get rid itself of, of at least those biological threats which are created by men because everyone who signed this understood the huge risks of using biological weapons and decided to forego any plans to develop it. Unfortunately, we have reason to believe that uh, these hopes uh, have not been fully fulfilled. We convene convene the meeting today because, uh, as Russia is conducting a special military operation in in Ukraine, we discovered a truly shocking fact of emergency cleanup by the Kiev regime of the traces of a military biological program which is being implemented by Kiev with support by the United States Ministry of Defense. Our Ministry of Defense, Russian Ministry of Defense, now has documents which confirms uh, that on the territory of Ukraine, there was a network consisting of at least 30 biological laboratories in which very dangerous biological experiments are being conducted, aimed at strengthening the pathogenic qualities of the plague, anthrax, tularemia, cholera, and other lethal diseases using synthetic biology. Now, what's what's incredible is that shouldn't this be taken seriously? Like, I don't care who is putting it out there. You're on the world stage. I mean, th- this is the equivalent of somebody going in the police station and being like, my, murder- my neighbor just murdered his wife. And they're like, yeah, right. We know you. You're a liar. Right? We know you. We've, ha- we've seen you before. You're making it up. Like, the point would be that no matter what, no matter how many times he's lied, the point would be like they're obligated to look into it, right? They have to because you can't, well, what if they did do it? We have to look, otherwise we would be called, you know, it would be a problem. It's the same thing. They're just, they're just going, well, Russia said it, so it's fake. I mean, isn't that the stupidest thing? I can't even wrap my mind around how anybody thinks that makes sense. Yes, they could lie like any government could. But he's telling you that they're doing some dangerous things right on the heels of us as a country 100% being revealed to that they are doing dangerous things in our country, around the world, in the Wuhan lab. Every angle of this argument is being discussed, but here he comes out and goes, they're doing it here. We're like, fake news. That's so crazy. The very same people that were, I mean, just think about how crazy and backward that is. Yes, it could be fake, but how alarming is it that we're not even allowing the discussion to be had while we know they're doing this here that scares me the kind of social engineering that's having an effect on certain people this work is being done uh, and uh, funded and supervised uh, by the defense threat reduction agency of the united states that's the one we just showed you where they admit that they're doing vaccine research which anybody honest right now knows is the same difference including in the interest of the National Center for Medical Intelligence of the United States Ministry of Defense. The key role in implementing this program was placed by the Central Reference Laboratory with the Biosafety Level 3, 
using for its the basis of the Ukrainian scientific uh, anti-plague institute named after Mechnikov and located in Odessa. Yeah, let me go up to 29 here. Daily briefings. Let me just dwell on the more salient examples. Our military became aware of the details of the project UP4, which was being conducted in laboratories of Kiev, Kharkov, and Odessa. The goal is to study the possibility of spreading particularly dangerous infections using migratory birds. And this includes a highly pathogenic influenza H5N1, whose lethality for people reaches 50%, as well as in the Newcastle disease. Yeah, there was another project. Which, as I understand it, is like undetectable or some kind of weird argument there. I mean, these things are very alarming. My point is, this is very specific. Like, doesn't this alarm you? Like, even if you're sitting there th- sitting there with an I stand with Ukraine sticker on your forehead, doesn't this alarm you? Like, what if he's being, telling the truth? Like, doesn't it matter to you that you just, it, it, this is crazy alarming based on what we already know they're doing. The fact they're trying to cover up their gain-of-function research by renaming it in the middle of the... I mean, it's so obvious they're running from this. And he's very specifically laying out some information that we just don't even look at. That's pretty crazy to me. Where the vector of the potential agents of biological weapon, uh, bats were considered. Amongst priority areas for study, they include the bacterial and viral pathogens that could spread from bats to people, such as uh, plague, leptospirosis, and as well as filoviruses and coronaviruses. As can see from the project documents, the United States actively funded the biological projects in Ukraine. Experiments were being conducted to study the spread of dangerous diseases using ectoparasites such as lice and fleas. Which, which, by the way, again, lice and fleas, think about the whole Lyme disease tick discussion. If you haven't checked out the Truth Stream Media video, just type in Truth Stream Media Plum Island. It's going to blow your mind if you haven't seen this. I mean, it is undeniable. And we just, it's one of those things in our history that we just pretend isn't there. It's a bioweapon is literally designed by the U.S. government and using ticks as a vector to spread. And it's the reason that Lyme Lyme disease is a created problem. There's a reason that people, it's like undiagnosable. And for the longest time, people had no idea what's going on. This is obvious. Now, you probably balk at that too, because if you think this, you're going to dismiss that without any due diligence. Take a look at it for those that have a brain, because you'll blow your mind how obvious this has been happening. Dr. Boyle says that's a bioweapon too. The Dr. Boyle is the drafter of the Biowarfare Act the U.S. government still uses to this day, even though they now dismiss him because he calls out the reality. Even non-specialists understand that such experiments one of the more, are one of the more reckless because they do not give you an opportunity to control how the situation is going to develop further. Similar studies using lice and fleas as agents were conducted in the 1940s by the infamous Squad 731 of the Japanese Army, whose members, by the way, found refuge in the United States and escaped justice. Exactly. Now you're, pro- now, you're out there dismissing things. You're going to dismiss that, too, except that's an easily verifiable fact. But that's how that works. Oh, Russia said it, so fake news. That's all you need. Ukraine ha- has a unique geographical location. A whole uh, number of uh, migratory routes uh, cross there for potential. Sp- 
Now, in the interest of time, I'm going to jump to the end here in regard to what he said. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to move this and see what he gets into next is going to be his, his discussion of Iraq. So I'm going to move that further down. Oops, where did I go on that? Oh, I no, Ryan, I'm going to do this one second. Let me move this. Oh, I already did it. Okay, good. I just want to make sure I didn't forget about that. I want to come back to this. Always, I say, I always, I always set myself up and then I question, I forget. <laughs> I already have the video further down. So we'll come back to this. We're going to start with first before we get to Iraq, which we're going to couple, cover a couple of the kind of current events at the end here that just happened. Before we get to that, there's an interesting back and forth here about something that I want us to really think about. We are seeing an interesting thing happen in one location right now. And I believe that the place is called, where was it? Right here. Yavoriv. Probably Yavoriv. That seems to be the way that they pronounce it at the end. So Russia says foreign mercenaries killed in Ukraine strikes. Okay. So we know, by the way, that that is happening. Even Zelensky admits they're bringing in foreign people. That's a fact. Okay. So that's happening. So what's interesting is Russia says today that they killed foreign mercenaries. And of course, they called this fake news from the Ukrainian side. And here, but here's what Russia said. They killed foreign mercenaries in their strikes. Of course, Kiev denies. It says on, on to, uh, well, technically, you know, the time difference in the, the different parts of the world today, essentially, Russia claimed it killed 180 foreign mercenaries in a missile strike on Yavoriv military training ground in western Ukraine, according to a media report. Kiev, however, or Kiev, denied the report, terming it pure Russian propaganda. Now, right now, when you, if that's all you got, you still shouldn't know. If Russia says they did it and Kiev says they didn't, you would need more if you're an honest person. But most people don't. I shouldn't say most people, two-party paradigm people, the, the uh, two-party manipulators out there will take one side or the other because of what they've chosen. Adding that there are still no foreigners confirmed among the dead in the Yavariv uh, military base. So what they're claiming, though, is that people did die. Some, without really saying it, there was a strike, but it wasn't foreign people. What they're going to try to claim, as you're going to see, is that it's just Ukrainian people and that they bombed civilians. But I don't see any evidence of that. But here's what Reuters reports, and you're going to see why I keep showing you that Reuters, Associated Press, they're blindly reporting what they're being told from people in Ukraine. And I don't mean, I mean, intelligence apparatus, Zelensky, the mayors, people that are part of the white supremacist government apparatus that have been built since 2014, that even Ritter told you they have proliferated. But here's the years today, bloodied but alive after Russian airstrike in Western Ukraine. Now, you would think, based on the title, that they've already verified that it was a Russian strike and that people were definitely hurt, right? They sure as hell said that in the title. Guess what? In the same location where, you, where Russia, earlier in the day, said we just killed extremists, says the Ukrainian colonel's blast damaged car limped back from the forest where he had just treated soldiers wounded in a Russian missile attack on a military base in the country's far western edge. Okay, so, so far, they're starting with a Ukrainian colonel. Totally not part of the white supremacist military, right? Obviously. Now, this colonel, an officer in the Ukrainian medical reserve, told Reuters he was in a dormitory in this 
Yavriv base. So now it becomes a secondary story from somebody who's come. By the way, why you would ever take one side, it's, it's like you're in the middle of a football game and you're going to ask one side what actually happened. Don't you think they're going to flavor it towards what they want to happen? Even if you think they're being honest, it's absurd that we have Western press today blindly reporting what they're told from a side that's already been caught lying over and over and over. By the way, it would be just as absurd for them to blindly take what Russia says. Either way, it's dumb. But here's the journalism of the West blindly doing so. Colonel told us. Oh, you mean the guy that's part of the white supremacist military that we've already proven? Yes. They don't care. The military training facility, the biggest in Western Ukraine, and a venue for past drills with NATO houses the International Center for Peacekeeping and Security. All right, so we already know that there are foreign troops there that are being brought in in the same place, but 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 it's all for training and, and drills in NATO. Right, exactly. That's exactly the point. Russia's defense ministry said that its attack had killed 180 foreign mercenaries and had destroyed a large cache of weapons supplied to Ukraine by other countries, which is supposed to be not happening. Reuters could not independently verify the casualties reported by either side or the damage reported by Russia. So we don't know anything, apparently, but we sure as hell framed it the way we want to on the title. Do we not realize how inherently dishonest that is? Reuters could not independently verify, so you shouldn't have wrote the story. At a hospital near the facility, Reuters saw at least eight wounded men being stretchered or wheeled into ambulances bound for leave. Some wore military uniforms and appeared to have burns on their hands or faces. Well, doesn't this already seem to sort of contradict what you're saying is happening? Reuters could not immediately verify Russia's assertions that foreigners had been at the base at the time of the strike or which countries they came from. While Ukraine held most of its drills with Western countries at the base before the invasion, which, by the way, is supposed to not even be real. Do you not realize they've already said that's fake news to say that they were drills inside with NATO allies? Despite Reuters itself reporting that before this all started. Remember the whole idea that there's no boots on the ground in Ukraine? Lie. The point was that's exactly the problem for why Russia got upset and why that was a th mil the million thread line that was openly crossed. NATO inside Ukraine and drills inside Ukraine are bringing them into the NATO fold. All this is happening. But it says, according to Ukrainian media, all foreign instructors left, right? That's, that's where they leave it. Because Ukraine said, quote, there are no NATO personnel in Ukraine. Well, we're not even talking about NATO personnel. And there's your sidestep. So Reuters takes them at face value and ignores the fact that they basically already reported that they're already there. But because they said, no, no NATO, well, we're not talking about NATO, are we? We're talking about other extremists that you're bringing into the country. On another point, my point in simply showing you this, guys, is there's a contradiction between what's actually going on. And I believe what's actually happening, if you want my opinion based on all the facts in front of us, is that this is being misrepresented, just like the people on the ground. Just like everything else, we're watching this happen. And the moment it happens, they jumped, just like we talked about the U.S. with Trump in the beginning of COVID. They grabbed the microphone and they screamed the narrative on the front page. So they said it as fast as possible. And Zelensky just simply tweets it out and becomes fact. Because all the people with I stand with Ukraine stickers are absolutely blindly following whatever's being stated by Ukraine, period. And it certainly could be true but just realize that you're trusting without facts.
So my point is, it could be that this was a covering for an open attack on the very extremists that they're flooding into the country. Now, another report, we have a report of American journalists killed in Ukraine. Now, there's something very suspicious about this. Now, regardless, people die. It should be a sad thing. I don't want anybody to be hurt. But what's suspicious about this is the way that they're covered, the way that it turns out that he wasn't even supposed to be there. So what actually happened? Was he was he a spy? Was he manufacturing consent? Now, in no way am I suggesting that it would be okay that he would be targeted or killed. I think this is bad no matter what. But the point being is if you're going into a wartime situation, you understand the risks. So he did this without any credential. It says an American journalist has been killed in Ukraine. And by the way, so we're being told from New York Times. Apparently they confirmed it. I don't know why New York Times confirming anything would be something true, but I, I, as far as I can tell, it did happen. Brent Renaud, a photographer and filmmaker, had worked as a contributor for the newspaper for the Times, but was not on assignment when he was killed, according to the Times themselves. New York Times said he wasn't there by our, by our, at our, by, with our consent. Quote, we are saddened to hear of Brent Renaud's death. Brent was a talented filmmaker who had contributed to the New York Times over the years. Though he had contributed to the Times in the past, most recently was 2015. It's quite a long time ago. He was not on assignment for any desk at the Times when he was in Ukraine. Early reports that he worked for the Times circulated because he was wearing a New York Times press badge that had been issued for an assignment from 2015. Now, how long has he been doing that? And for whom? These are valid questions. Certainly could have just been there filming a documentary, but if it's been 2015, where's the work? What's going on? What's happening? Kiev's police chief later confirmed Renaud's death in a Facebook post. Okay, now this is beginning to feel a little bit weird, like that other Ukrainian official that was shot in the head outside the courtroom. A State Department spokesperson also confirmed Renaud's death. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said, quote, I will be consulting with my colleagues. We'll be consulting with the Ukrainians to determine how this happened and then to measure and execute appropriate consequences as a result of it. So we're already, this is Russia. Can we not consider for a moment that he was taken out by the Ukrainian white supremacist government because he was covering things they didn't want exposed? Right. So if you think that's crazy, why is that more crazy than what we just looked at? You don't have evidence for it. Just because New York Times said, why do you blindly take it? Because you've been trained to do so. The New York Times is taking this because the Ukrainian government told them that's what's happening. Same thing with the State Department. Sullivan said, quote, I will just say that this is part and parcel of what has been a brazen aggression on the part of the Russians. Exactly. You don't even know yet. And that's what you're saying where they have targeted civilians, they have targeted hospitals, they have targeted places of worship. I haven't seen any of that proven. And in fact, the, the worship discussion we didn't even get up into today. They're claiming they're attacking these areas where in mosques and bombing them. We're, don't We already told you that was something that was planned. Now, I'm not saying I can prove that, but shouldn't we think about these things? How many times are they going to say they're about to do this? And then it happens. With no evidence, they claim it was Russia. And the U.S. government, with no evidence, says it's Russia. Over and over and over, despite how many times it's already been shown to be false, even when the U.S. government says we know it happened. Why is that not settling with these people? The bottom line is there's no valid point for why they would be doing this. Doesn't mean they wouldn't do it. 
But if that's the case, we should demand more than a statement. Don't forget, we just showed you the evidence of the people on the ground who are, in fact, being stuck there, who are, in fact, being targeted and potentially being set up for a false flag. You don't get that evidence on the other side. But apparently, we know Russia does these things because Putin's playbook, right? How much longer are you going to buy that? Bottom line is, why wouldn't we ask if they're the ones that said this and they're the ones that posted it and they're the ones telling the media what happened? Why wouldn't we ask whether he was taken out by the dangerous government that's there? Just like we talked about in the past. Where was that? It's right over here somewhere, I thought. There it is. Ukraine's deadly profession. I'm just going to bring it up, actually. Oops, getting ahead of myself. There it is. Oh, no, that's not right. There you go. Atlantic Council, even. Right? Straight up propaganda outlet for the U.S. government. 2016. Ukraine's deadly profession. Three journalists attacked in July. Now, I went through this in depth on the last show. You want to read it for yourself. It's crazy. They are openly calling out the government run by the U.S. government, right? The puppet government of Ukraine in 2016. They're going this, they are attacking journalists. They are threatening our lives and our governments don't even care. Canadian, U.S. These are, uh, these are mainstream Western press that are on the record going, they're not even, they don't even care. They're openly talking about it. They're talking, people are, their own groups are being attacked by the Ukrainian. The crazy part of it is this is what was happening and they were allowed to say it back then, but not today. Where were we? So my point is, why wouldn't we consider whether the journalist is also continuing, continuing to be attacked the same way? Because that's no longer the narrative, right? We're on a different path now, even though it's the same exact government. Different leader, of course, same government. And of course, here's the CNN version. Tributes paid to U.S. journalists shot dead by Russians in Ukraine. That's, that's how they cover it, right? Police in Kiev said in social media posts, great job, CNN, great journalism. Here's what Kiev government said on Facebook, and yet we're the fake news? Right, so what about when, we, when you point to your fact checks and go, whoa, Facebook post? There you go. You guys are clownish. Like, you are ridiculous dumpster fire, clown shoe, ridiculous people. Like, think about how stupid this is. But it's okay for you to point at a Facebook post and say, they said, we're journalists. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, they must be embarrassed to look in the mirror at night. In a tweet, Kiev region police identify the dead man as Renaud. So they don't even know if it's even him. They're taking at face value what the Kiev police told them from a tweet. Police posted a photo of his body and his American passport as evidence. Gee, doesn't it sound like they have everything in their hands? Maybe they killed the guy. Isn't that possible? As well as a photo of an outdated New York Times press badge. Head of the Kiev police region said in a Facebook post that Russian forces shot him. That's how they know, right? Adding that the counterpart of the occupants cynically kill even journalists of international media who've been trying to tell the truth about the atrocities of Russian military. Yeah, that's a very self-serving narrative. I guess we'll never get to find out because he's dead. I mean, it's just incredible. This is what they're shot dead by Russian. They even put it in the title when all they have to go on is the fact that the Ukrainian police who are directly controlled by the Azov Battalion told them so. I mean, come on. Don't miss Brian Stelter's right there in the mix. Mr. Mr. Facts himself, right? Reliable sources. 
Brian, maybe you need to learn what a reliable source looks like before you put your name on such garbage. They don't care. These people are ridiculous. Okay, and then we have Russian airstrike hits a base in western Ukraine, kills 35, according to the governor of Ukraine's western leave region. Certainly could have happened. I'm, I'm, I'm just simply saying, think about how dumb it is that the uh, supposedly the top, top, top of our western journalism are just parroting what they're told by an openly white supremacist government. How crazy is that? Here's another example. Video shows Ukrainian mayor dragged into captivity by Russian forces. Now, I have not yet. Th- here's a video that shows from CBS that this is happening. The war in Ukraine is the moment Russian soldiers drag Melitopol mayor Ivan Fedorov into captivity. Okay, right. So, and first of all, this is a video that's being given. Could be fake. We should always have question that. But at the end of the day, I don't. I, I wouldn't even doubt that it's real. My point is simply to re, to understand we are talking about a government that's been actively lying, false, false, putting out false claims about what's happening, attacking these people on the ground. So if and when this was happening, especially in the kind of war situation we're having, it wouldn't be that unprecedented. Now, what ultimately happens here is the question. But we should we should be looking for both sides of this narrative, which I'm not seeing yet, which we'll continue to cover. But the way that it's covered, of course, is that this guy is the good guy and they're doing the bad thing just because of narrative. That's it. These people in the government are bad people. I don't know why we have to continue to sell this to people. I know you guys understand it. My point is that we've proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that this government has been overtaken by the people that they funded. And yet then they arrest one of them and it's like, oh, no, this person's. I don't know. I I think I'm beginning to get impatient, I guess, with the willfulness of how we continue to take one side. And finally, here's where we are. Just like with Syria. I mean, exactly like Syria. Well, they're going to use chemical weapons. Oh, where's your proof? Well, I don't know. I don't have any proof, but he does that. We know Putin's playbook. Oh, okay. So when chemical something happens anywhere, you're going to, oh, see? And they're going to point to the statement as proof, even though that's ridiculous. This is David Martin says that a Pentagon official he talked to this morning, great journalism, says there's no movement of chemical weapons into Ukraine. So understand, this comes off of an argument that every Western press outlet was saying they could use chemical weapons because the government said. But he goes, well, well, there's no evidence of that at all. But the concern is that Russia may move to seize what? The biomedical research facilities that we pretend aren't dangerous, but we can clearly see them being dangerous with them, right? Weaponize a pathogen and then blame it on Ukraine. Okay, well, that would be a a biological weapon, first of all. But just recognize this is just simply hypothetical based on nothing. Why would they want to do that? Would there be a benefit to that? Well, no, it's just a narrative. It's just they might do it. They may. It's possible. And yet every media outlet parrots it because they state it. This is sowing a narrative into your consciousness. Russia, though, is willing to use munitions that have been banned under international law. We know that. Oh, oh do you know that? Like, don't you realize how dumb that is? What I bought, what I questioned for a second that Russia would use something like this? No, now, I wouldn't question any government would do that. But just listen, we know that they would be willing to. That's not the same thing. I am con- discussing the concept that this is something that a government would do in a con- in a state where it would be beneficial to their agenda. 
They're just simply going, well, they would just use them because sort of like they would argue with Assad and say he just likes chemical weapons and likes to see children burn. Nope. That's pretty stupid because it's not true and there's no evidence to back it up. And we continue to show you how they get framed for doing so. And they just pretend it is not there. Now, the U.N. representative herself, Del, uh, Carla Del Ponte, can say we know it was the rebels that used it, the same moderate rebels that were funded by the U.S. government, but yet we still pretend to this day that it wasn't them, that it was Assad that did it. It's just narrative. That's all it is. We know for sure that he would do this, so go ahead and tell me, will he? <laughs> they, that's, a journalist does not ask a question like that. You ask the expert if that's what you wanted to do. Are they capable with their history? This is tone setting. You're giving them the narrative. We heard President Biden warn about chemical weapons. Yeah, with no evidence whatsoever. He was asked, are they going to use chemical? Oh, I'm not going to comment on the intelligence. He walked off. That's because there is no intelligence. They're floating the idea they could because there's probably something building right now. Are we seeing movement of those kind of weapons into Ukraine? Nope. A Pentagon official I talked to this morning said there is no movement of chemical weapons into Ukraine. Okay, so it is a fabricated narrative from absolutely whole cloth, right? Absolutely whole cloth. They're just making it up. And actually think about why they're making it up. Because of the research facilities that they created and the worry that that could fall in their hands. How do you not stand back as, an, as a support Ukraine person and go, but wait a minute, doesn't that mean that they use them too and they could be dangerous in their hands? Nope, because they good guys, so they okay. It's just so stupid. They're telling you these are dangerous. They're telling you these are weaponizable possible pathogens. And why can't we recognize it works both ways? Because people choose a side. At least they're not seeing the signs of it. The concern is... If the Russians will seize one of these um, biomedical research facilities that Ukraine has where they do research on deadly pathogens like um, botulism and, and anthrax. Gain of function research. Seize one of those facilities, weaponize the pathogen. Just like they could be doing right this moment. But no fake news, right? And then blame it on Ukraine. Like they could do in reverse. And the U.S., because the U.S. has been providing support for some of the research being done in those facilities. All of it. Right. I mean, I'm just so tired of these these people like this guy probably has no idea that he's wrong. He is convinced of that being the fact because an expert told him so. We're staring at the documentation that makes clear that the only donor of this and all the other labs in the same sheets I could show you is the Department of Defense. Period. So these, these experts don't know what they're talking about. And that's because they've been taught that being an expert is listening to what the experts tell you. Now, we've seen this before, guys. Forever. Every single time without fail. Saddam Hussein, the case for war, which we know, 500,000 children, totally worth it, right? We look back and understand it was a catastrophic mistake. But it wasn't a mistake. It was a choice. And they manipulated you into thinking it was a mistake. Always incompetent and criminal, right? Why war would be justified with, with Saddam Hussein, you know, the person that they created. How to set Syria free, says the economist. These are all the economists, by the way. All the war profiteers that they are. Here's Assad. Hit him hard. Right. That is pro-war. Obama's war with Afghanistan, right? These are catastrophic failures over and over where they propagandized you into wanting to be along the war side. 
a heartrending but necessary war in Yemen while they get destroyed still to this day. Here's Libya, blood and oil. Lessons from tyranny. Or, or, or you mean lessons from destroying a one of the, the, the country with the highest quality of life of any country in Africa when they did this. Free education, free health care. People were, had literally the highest quality of life, which means they weren't unhappy, despotic places. And now they are one of the worst places in the world because of what they did to it. That's called U.S. liberation. Don't, add, don't miss the final one. The Economist. That's as simple as that, right? Because we're pro-war. Oh, that's going to make you upset. Well, we got to fight for Ukraine. That's what they do. Every single one of these have been catastrophes. They were led by lies that the U.S. government fed you. And here we are doing it again. Why? Because that's their job. We need to remember that. Now, on to Iraq to finish it off reasonably quickly. I just, this is just something I want to point out at the end. I'm actually trying to get Robert to come on to me tomorrow to talk about foreign policy more. But as this person points out, if you haven't seen that the uh, reports are, and it apparently even confirmed from Iran, that the Iraq, or rather specifically that inside of Iraq, there has been a missile strike. And the claim was it was the American consulate. As this person points out, rightly, for 20 years, Iraq has been saying to the U.S. government, get your murderous ASS out of our country. They voted them out. They said, no, we're not leaving, but we respect your sovereignty because that's really stupid, right? It's all on the record. For 20 years, Russia has been saying to the U.S., keep your murderous NATO away from our borders. He says, I'm sensing a pattern here. Oh, by the way, Yugoslavia, Syria, Iran, Libya, on and on and on. But yeah, who, who's the bad guy again here, right? Both governments, in my opinion. My point is simply to show you who is, if we're framing it by metrics here, and you're pointing at what you say Russia's doing, well, by that metric, then literally you are the worst person alive, U.S. government, right? But they don't want you to look at that in existence, I guess. But the point is that this is what we're seeing. Now, there's more that go on to show kind of fire burning in the background, but it's pretty clear something happened, right? And so the more you, you look into this, it turns out, uh, oh, I'm going to give you their comments on that. That's right, on, on the what, what Russia is saying about it before we get into my discussion of where this is coming from in regard to the JCPOA and the nuclear deal and, and Israel and how they're obviously trying to do whatever they can to stop that from happening. Right. Think about that. Let's listen to what he has to say. of disease and so we're going to go to 138.45 let's see once again the floor is to the russian federation thank you mr president well what conclusion could be drawn from the discussion we've had today as we expected our Western colleagues, first and foremost, neither one of them addressed the substance of the issue we put forward. When my American colleague was uh, throwing thunderbolts and accused us, as we expected, of propaganda, two things came to mind. First of all, a Russian saying, which, according to which a guilty mind is never at ease, 
the louder people are trying to shift the blame on us, the greater is our conviction that we hit the nail on the head when we're talking about their um, um, nefarious activity in Ukraine. Secondly, uh, I I remember another story which uh, was mentioned many times and in many contexts about the container shown by the Colin Powell some time ago here in this room, which became the foundation for the United States going into Iraq and the, which led to a huge level of uh, suffering, suffering of victims and destruction, which then reverberated in the whole region, reverberated also in the form of a terrorist organization called ISIL. Uh, that is the real palm door uh, that the Albanian colleague mentioned today. And he stated, many of you said that you are unaware of the military biological programs in Ukraine. That doesn't mean that they didn't exist in actual fact. Now, what's crazy is think about what he's saying right there. Not bioweapon, just biolab. And people. these are people in the UN that are way, very, very aware that they're doing their biological production program. Which, by the way, by default is a biolab. It doesn't matter whether you're storing them for production or for a problem. It doesn't matter how you frame it. Those are both biolabs. So realize that even within this circle, they've already uh, propagandized enough to think they're supposed to dismiss that there's even a biolab there, despite it being openly on the record as a biolab. You see, that's my point in the way they propagandize today. They've already framed the word biolab as weapon stuff. They're going, no, 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 we don't have biolabs over there. We're just working on research and storing things. That's a biolab. You see, they're just playing games. But even the UN, even the people sitting around this table are also part of the manipulation, some of them if not all of them. Very interesting. Military development is a secret enterprise, and those who are involved in that do not report to Mr. Nakam to Ms. Nakamitsu about it. I also recall Iraq and Mosul, which were raised to the ground and buried under their rubble thousands of uh, civilians. And this was done by the forces of the coalition headed by the United States. And uh, the bodies uh, remained there for several months. And I do not recall um, ire, righteous ire on the right. part of the colleagues about this. We raised this issue many times, but this died and this died and was buried. And Why, why does that not matter? Remember, this, this was a fact. I mean, it is a fact. And I don't say it's a fact because the Western press admitted it. It's simply a fact. They also admitted it, right? They, they, it's for freedom, though, apparently, right? Like 500,000 children being killed is, is, is worth it, according to uh, what's, I forget, blanking our name all of a sudden. Uh, show me in the chat, help me out. I'm, I'm remembered all of a sudden. Why does that not matter? I didn't see the entirety of the Western world boycott U.S. government. Madeline Albright is the one who said that. I don't I don't really understand the difference. Do you? Is it is it really does it really come down to claiming you're doing it for freedom? Well, apparently Russia, that's what they're saying. Apparently it doesn't even matter then. Apparently it's just about predetermined ideas. Killing people is killing people. It doesn't matter what you yell when you do it. Why are we this childish? 
people prefer not to recall that. But on the other hand, we hear every day about the atrocities of the Russian army attacks on hospitals, kindergartens, schools, maternity hospitals using cluster bombs, something that, that, that was refuted repeatedly by our Ministry of Defense. The maternity hospital number one in Mariupol has become, has become um, the common parlance in this regard. Let me ask you this. Did you listen to what we said here in this room on Monday, 7th of March, when we said that the fighters, the radicals, converted that building into a, an, an attack base? This is something that we warned about. Even Again, guys, this is easy to look up. They said this before that happened. Now, yes, could they have set that up to carry it out? Might, certainly possible, but why? I could give you one logical argument, which would be to do this, to carry it to this logical conclusion, to set it up as if it was them. But look how that's not working, right? That's not, this doesn't make sense. With the propaganda, the way it's angled, that kind of an argument, it's, it's, they, it won't, it, clearly, Whichever way it worked, it's being blamed on them. So it doesn't, why would they set that up knowing that's how this is going? It just seems ridiculous to me. Certainly possible, as always. But realize that bottom line is, just like plenty of examples we've already proven that are true that they told you. Proven. They went out and said, this is happening. Here's what's happening in that hospital. They're going to do this. They're going to set this up. And then days later, it happened. And all they did was go... It happened because the Ukraine government told us. Well, they just claimed this. Wouldn't you then factor that into the conversation? Nope, doesn't matter. Or the fact that it didn't have electricity, water, or food? Nope, doesn't matter. Narrative is all that matters. And that apparently you don't listen or you don't hear what it is that we say. Did you see the photos of the allegedly destroyed maternity hospital, the building of the hospital destroyed by a bomb? You, what you can see there is a building without windows, but it's not destroyed. Here exactly. are the photos. Can you imagine what would have happened to a building if it underwent a bomb or a strike or a shelling, as well as to those who were inside the building? By the way, someone in the chat makes a good point. I I didn't see any medical equipment either. It was just a bunch of furniture and, and, and wood and windows. I mean, it was, it very obviously was not at the very least what they're claiming it was. I mean, that that's my opinion. Please come to your own conclusion. But all of this is, it's hard to dismiss all of this with nothing on the other side, but narrative. What would have happened to it? So we have the videos from inside the building. Here they are. And they show the dis that there is disorder, overturned furniture, and untouched, intact chairs. Once again, can you imagine what kind of destruction would have remained in the wake of a building hit by a rocket or a bomb? Ask military specialists, they will tell you. They have already said that. They show the photos of a crater near the building, which resulted from uh, an exploded mine. Guys, just, it's just so stupidly obvious. And as someone in the chat also says, if Russia's setting all this up, then they're brilliant. That's, and they're, truly. I mean, if this has all been manufactured and it's that, like, I mean, that is some next level manipulation, like meta. But nonetheless, the point here is that, can we not ask, especially for those that want to dismiss all of us as Russian shills, or are you really under the impression that nobody anywhere on the planet actually holds this opinion unless they're paid to do so? 
Like, what about the fact that there are just people that actually think this makes sense? Nope, doesn't, it doesn't count. Fake news. Doesn't exist, right? The point is, it's logical, especially with what we can see, what we've already proven, what they've done in the past, what the history of the U.S. government and the history of the Azov Battalion, everything we know and we have literally proven. This does make sense. But could I admit that it could be made? Of course. It's just so frustrating that people were, or you cannot have a certain argument, just like in, a, in Syria or the peak of the Iraq war. If you literally challenge the U.S. government even slightly, you're fake news and you're literally a terrorist. Same with the vaccine situation. I mean, this is the broken nature of our two-party situation, whether it's two or 20 parties. Our political situation is the extremism. That's the point. And I'm not talking about everybody. I'm talking about the extremism on each side that gets driven and manipulated. You are, you guys are the manipulated people. You don't realize it. At the same time, we are being t- told about the 17 wounded in the building. And not a single death, by the way. Right. And by way of evidence, what is showed is a false picture of a Ukrainian blogger, Mariana Podgurskaya, here, which it was she was shot by an AP stringer, Evgeny Maloletka. This blogger uh, lady is uh, using two different kinds of makeup uh, to present herself as two different women in in photographs, and this is something that now what's that, what I find interesting right there is the two images he just pointed to don't seem to be the suit, the same two images I saw in those articles. I don't mean a different face. I mean, literally that same one image of her, but a different image. So maybe that's the mix up right there. I don't know. But that that's the one point that I didn't seem to think was true and certainly could be Russia lying about it. That was revealed by the network users themselves. We are dismayed by the dirty campaign to blame us for intentionally shelling a civilian uh, infrastructure. By the way, which we we have evidence of do- people people on the ground saying that they watched the Ukrainian people shell the... By the way, Patrick Lancaster has been documenting this from long before Russia pushed into Ukraine. All right, there's lots of evidence for this. What you will not see is the reverse. Ask yourself why one you would trust and one you wouldn't. You are accusing us of propaganda and fake whilst ignoring a huge number of fakes which are being churned out in Ukraine and in the West. I mean, that's the most embarrassing part about this. It doesn't matter what you think or what side you trust. He is undeniably correct about that. The Western press is like childishly ignoring the endless waterfall of will. I mean, what's a good word? I mean, I was going to say child. It's really it is childish. I mean, these are using video games for crying out loud easily shown to be false documents and and reports and videos and articles. I mean, it's a waterfall. The colonel can say it on Fox News, but it's fake news because it was on Fox, right? It's We are trained animals. I keep coming back to that. That's what it feels like. And it's the politics does this to our brains. Uh, So as to conduct a special psychological operation. At the same time, you coyly going over um, in silence over the fact that you have basically shut off your access to Russian sources of information. We found a great deal of new things these days about the freedom of speech that you seem to champion. I would like to react now to... My uh, UK colleague, she quoted Minister Lavrov incompletely as usual when he said, that's what I'm always trying to tell you guys. They will choose to selectively edit what they say. And if you look at the full sentence, you can't walk away thinking they 
other than they tried to manipulate this. Um, but if you don't choose to look for the full sentence, you'll never know. That we did not start the war. This is the exact quote. We did not start this war. We want to end it. And it is true that the war was not begun by us. It started eight years ago by the Kiev authorities in the Donbas. Yesterday in the internet, we show a video where the Ukrainians were military form um, near Kharkov, let's, let's say, are shooting down what is supposed to be a what is supposed to be a Russian plane using a movable rocket launcher. There is a car right next to it. The car in which 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 apparently they used to arrive there. Here's a picture. Uh, white color t- Toyota bearing a logo of the United Nations. <laughs> We've already asked this question to the representative of this secretariat, and the answer was that UN vehicles are not being used by the Ukrainian territorial def- de- defense. Uh, um, Don't you love those kind of responses? Like, so here's evidence it's there, right? Here's the picture, it's right there. And what's your response? They are not using these vehicles to fight back. Okay, well, that's a nice thing to yell out. Here's the image, it's right there. So explain that. <laughs> well, they're not using them, and therefore it's not happening. Like that, that's that's the way this goes. We insist on this incident being investigated by the UN, even it if it happen. turns out that this is not a U, UN car. It, I mean, this won't happen. I'm going to leave it there, seeing as how we're getting we're longer, much longer than I wanted today. But I want to end here by reading out what what we see happening here in regard to Iraq. Now, we're watching this claim of the attack and saying it's on the U.S. consulate. Now, it does appear that Iran has taken claim of this, but what's interesting is the difference you'll hear from other press. Iran attacks Iraq, their missiles in warning to U.S. allies, it says. Iran attacked Iraq's northern city of Erbil on Sunday with a dozen ballistic missiles and an unprecedented assault. (laughs) Unprecedented, except all the times the U.S. does it all around the world, but unprecedented on the capital of Iraq, Kurdish region, that appeared to target the United States and its allies. Well, why do we think that? Because the missiles came down in areas near a new U.S. consulate building, according to Kurdish officials. Yet again, taking a very compromised source from the ground to report what you want to say. And it's not even the same place. It's near it. But everyone's reporting, it hit the consulate. The consulate's hit. That's not what happened. At least doesn't what appear doesn't appear to be happening. Iran state media said the Revolutionary Guard carried out the attack against Israeli locations, suggesting it was arranged for recent Israeli strikes that killed Iranian personnel, and that happens constantly that no one reports about. Sunday's attack comes as talks to revive the 2015 Iran nuclear deal faced the prospect of a collapse after what? Last-minute Russian demands forced world powers to pause negotiations. That's not what happened. This is just painful misrepresentation, as always. Before we get to the rack part, what actually happened? The simple, repeated, constant statement that they've always made that Lavrov is saying, well, we, of course, they frame it as unexpectedly demanded simple guarantees that Russian trade with Iran would not be affected by the sanctions because of Ukraine. That's not new. It's the same point of not sanctioning us after this trade goes through. Ukraine is just the obvious point that's continued from this. But they go, oh, no, you changed everything. We need to pause everything. Come on, guys. That's obvious. Israel's been doing everything it can to stop this from happening. I didn't believe for a second the U.S. would ever let it happen. Now, all of a sudden, they point at the obvious. 
oh, we can't say no to sanctions. Sanctions have always been a focal point of this. <laughs> but, but now it's off the table. It's just such a self-serving manipulation, as they always do. But the point is they focused on Israeli locations when this happened. As this says, uh, oh, wait, what was part? Oh, wait, what did I have in there? Oh, I think that was just something else I was jumping through at the end. Here's the point. So this is what I'm hearing from other sources outside of the Western press is that this is the U.S. consulate and this is what actually happened. Or the where was it? The Yes, yeah. So let me read it. So it says they basically, on March 13th, they attacked sensitive secret Israeli sites near the U.S. consulate. Not the U.S. consulate, but near it. The missile attacks were carried out in two waves and were concentrated on Israeli assets, not the U.S., but of course, they're going to frame it however they want to frame it. And they're going to go, oh, JCPOA, that's your fault. Off the table now. Perfect. Iraqi sources revealed names of, of some of the Mossad agents who were killed and wounded in the attacks. Now, of course, they could be lying about that, but wouldn't you want evidence to prove it? But then it says the Al-Maidin quoted a security official saying that the attack had nothing to do with the recent Zionist operation in Syria. This operation is a response to the previous Zionist operation against Iran, which was carried out from the Iraqi Kurdistan. And it goes on to cite a lot of information. The point, nonetheless, is that this is very different than what you're hearing. And you just don't even get the counter narrative. You just get one side of it. They tighten the bow. They shove it down your throat. And they say, if you don't believe it, you're a terrorist. And we're going to censor you if you don't. Iran's spokesman, on, by the way, on their, on their Twitter page, also added something that I just think was important to conclude that you're not going to hear on the Western press. In reaction to the mass execution of people in Saudi Arabia, they said the move contravenes the basic principles of human rights and international law. Oh, you didn't hear about that mass execution in Saudi Arabia? I wonder why. They're a democracy, right? No, no, they're an open authoritarian. Authoritarian. Tyr- tyr- they are an authoritarian government. They're tyrannical. They're, they are lockstep with the agenda as they pretend they're fighting for democracy. And Iran's going, look at what they're doing, but we don't care. Stand with Ukraine. We stand with Ukraine. We don't care about Saudi Arabia or Yemen or Iraq or Syria or any of them. Because we're hypocrites. It's right while it's happening. Now, one last thing I want to show you before I take off is I want us to ask how this makes sense. World Economic Forum freezes all relations with Russia and Putin. I thought there was more. That's weird. I'm glad I didn't miss those. It's the same thing, but just to add to it. March 9th. March 9th. Davos freezes out Putin and Russian oligarchs. World Economic Forum is apparently siding with Ukraine. Now, could this just be some sort of a ploy to get you to think that Russia's not pretty sure? Certainly, some, I always think about the weird counter possibility. But it's interesting, is it not? I mean, doesn't this, maybe this seems to suggest that Russia's going afoul of this. I don't know. But it's interesting. And it does not seem to go along with the larger point, especially as we're talking about biolabs. And, I, I, you know, Catherine Austin Fitz talks about the idea that it seems that China and Russia are going along with the larger Great Reset plan, but at the same time, just stressing that they're not going to give up their sovereignty. So maybe there's a point at which these actually don't go along together. But Vladimir Putin banned from annual meeting of the world elites in Davos, March 10th. Interesting to see where this goes. Today's ultimate point, I think, across the board was that we should be questioning this stuff, guys. We should be questioning everything about this. We should question whether Russia's involved, whether the U.S. involved, whether anything we're saying is hearing, discussing, is in fact the absolute truth. If we're not willing to question our own ideas, then, then we're going down a wrong path. 
because every step of the way we see something new that changes our perspective. And if we're not going to wrap in the new information, we're not being intelligent. I mean, that is literally the concept of intelligence is being willing to, to entertain new ideas without fully accepting them. That's off the table today for people lost the two-party paradigm. The information is there. These are bad people doing bad things. And that doesn't mean that Russia's not doing that as well. But you know what? Damn it. I need evidence to prove that. And what we see today is an endless stream of evidence showing you that they're doing exactly what they say they're doing on top of the fact that they're showing you how often they keep lying to you, getting caught lying, and the Western press pretends like it's not happening. I'm, I'm really concerned about where this goes if we don't get in front of this because it's going to be blamed on people in the United States. It's in the cards. It's just about whether or not we can stand up enough to stop it, just like with COVID-19 which by the way, hasn't stopped also. I have a whole show plan that we're going to get into in the next one that comes hopefully tomorrow. But as always, guys, I will keep doing this because you believe in me. I believe in you. That's what this has. We have to keep going and we have to stay the course. You inspire people every day just by sharing the information. One person, as we used to say all the time, it's all it means, all it matters. If one more person after the show walks away, not thinking, oh, Ryan's right, but walks away going, I should be questioning all sides, which is what terrifies them. Actual objectivity. One person, and we did our job today. Go out there and find that person. I love you all, as always. Question everything. Come to your own conclusion. I was going to play... I guess I'll play this first. Maybe both. Stay vigilant saying it was intolerable, the toggery and the warmongering and the brutality of Putin. You wouldn't stand for it. Urgent action had to be taken. But we've got to be much more careful with the Palestinians and their treatment. And I haven't even got time to the briefing I organised this week about the people of Yemen and how Saudi Arabia, the most despotic regime in the world, armed to the teeth by the United States, Britain, France and others, killing 337,000 people in Yemen in the last five years, 10,000 children. Any action against the United States for arming them? Uh, Or Britain, or France, or Saudi itself? No. No action, no sanctions, no outrage. Words of concern. We'll raise it. We'll raise it. We'll call on them to do things. Now, you see, if you're going to have moral standards, those standards have to be consistent. Otherwise, they are not standards at all. They are just cynicism. And, of course, we all know the reason that the standards are not consistent is because to call out the apartheid state of Israel would be to run foul of the concerns of certain states that are now presenting themselves as defenders of democracy uh, and so on, such as the United States the UK, Germany and other powers whose relationship with Israel supporting it and backing it means that the European Union's uh, moral credentials uh, are bankrupted uh, and that they are not willing to take the action. And we go along with that. That is not acceptable. So I appeal to you, Minister, I appeal to you to uphold The tradition this country has, going right back to its foundation, to opposing oppression uh, of peoples and standing up against brutal powers that are willing to subjugate people like the Palestinians or any others. Show some moral backbone, show some consistency and support 
the motion that we have circulated to every TD in this House. You want to be careful about your language. You're happy to correctly use the most strong and robust language to describe the crimes against humanity of Vladimir Putin, but you will not use the same strength of language when it comes to describing the Isra Israel's treatment of the Palestinians when it is now being documented and detailed by two of the most uh, respected human rights organizations in the world and indeed has been alleged by dozens and dozens of non-governmental organizations uh, and to be honest anybody who looks honestly at the decades of brutal, inhumane persecution of the Palestinians, successive assaults uh, on Gaza, the annexation of their land and territory, the systematic application of apartheid rules, you don't want to even use the word apartheid. Never mind sanctions. Five days sanctions against Putin and his thugs, 70 years of oppression by the Palestinians, and it wouldn't be, what was the word you used? Uh, it wouldn't be helpful to impose sanctions. Uh, Amnesty International are calling for Israel to be referred to the International Criminal Court for Crimes Against Humanity. Will you support it? They are calling for targeted sanctions against Israeli officials who are perpetuating the system of apartheid. Just exactly the same types of sanctions you've just initiated against Vladimir Putin. Will you support it? Uh, and I think the answer is clearly you're not going to. And then we ask the question, why? Why? No doubt about it, we're living in times of catastrophic crisis where the lives of innocent civilians are sacrificed in the wars of their masters. Yes, in Ukraine, but not only. Since the last plenary, tens of thousands of Afghani citizens had been forced to flee in search of food and safety. Five million children face famine, an agonising and painful death, a 500% increase in child marriages and children being sold just so they can survive, and not a mention of it, not here, not anywhere. No wall-to-wall -wall TV coverage, no emergency humanitarian response, no special plenaries, not even a mention in this plenary, no Afghani delegations and no statements. My God, they must be wondering what makes their humanitarian crisis so unimportant? Is it the colour of their skin? Is it that they're not white? They're not European? That their problems come from a US gun or a US invasion? Is it that the decision to rob their country's wealth was taken by a despotic US president rather than a Russian one? Because, my God, all wars are evil and all victims deserve support. And until we get on that page, we have no credibility whatsoever.